Hi everyone, this is Raven and Campbell from Musicals, and we'd Hello. like to talk to you today about a nonprofit music education group that we are partnering with. Yep, we'd like to talk to you about Education Through Music. They partner with under-resourced schools to provide music as a core subject for all children. And they utilize music education as a catalyst to improve academic achievement, motivation for school, and self-confidence. Exactly. So they work with 52 different partner schools throughout New York City, um, and they work with them to institute sustainable music education programs by hiring qualified teachers, matching them with the school, and really equipping the teachers with the tools to succeed and be able to provide quality music education to all of the students attending that institution. So we think, you know, from this podcast, we think it's incredibly important to provide music education to all children, um, that everyone should have access to it to help, you know, really instill those lifelong passions that have been so influential for Campbell and I. So we believe that supporting this organization is the way you can support our podcast. Yep. And you can do so by going to give.etmonline.org slash boozicals. Again, that's give.etmonline.org slash boozicals. And yeah, you can really uh, help these kids if that's what you're into. Support the youths. Shut up. That's, don't, don't, don't patronize me. Okay. Uh, I don't need you Enjoy that episode. I'm done with this. <laughs> Welcome yes. back to... <laughs> We're we not on the same page. Are we not starting with the cheers? I was going to say... I I wasn't going to. Because... I don't want to just cheers you and me or the three of us. And then just you and me talk. You know? You know? Fine. Why does this sound like it could be like an intro? I mean, you... I mean, like a cheers. It normally is because that's how I like to edit it. But Campbell's deciding to be difficult this time. Well, I'm just saying sometimes it's fun to get our banter. Like this is gold. <laughs> so welcome back to Boozicals listeners. Indeed. We have a wonderful guest tonight. Well, he's all right. We have a guest yeah, tonight. I... We have a guest tonight. Let, let's, let's say that. Um, we have our wonderful... Daniel Patrick Dillon. Hey, Patrick. Hello, Patrick. How's it going, guys? It's going. Yeah, that's the gist of it. It's It's been an interesting work week. I'm excited to have you on. I haven't seen you in God only knows how long. I want to say it was like summer. It's yeah. been a minute. Oh, wow. If it wasn't that, then it was last year's Christmas party. No, I think it was like July. Is the last time I've seen you. Listeners, yeah. we're recording this in December, Definitely. like two weeks before Christmas. Okay, listeners. We've been recording for 13 minutes. Okay, right. listeners, we've been recording for like 13 minutes. <laughs> Raven and I fought with each other. We have worked through those emotions. We're feeling better now. It stemmed from, should we cheers first or introduce our guests first? And we apparently have very strong opinions each on how we should start an episode, even though we've done this multiple times at this point. That wasn't her argument. <laughs> argument, we have always done that, which we have now come to the conclusion was not true. But the funny thing is, I think what would help me cool down more if I had something to drink. So I think we should cheers now. Oh my God. I... Raven, uh... I'm so sorry. Raven, I'm so sorry. Cheers. But you know what, Campbell? I love you, so it's cheers. fine. Patrick, would you like to cheers with us? Oh, also, we have a guest today. His name is Patrick. Oh, yeah. Patrick, cheers. Cheers up, boys. 
Anyway. We have a guest today. Yes, we do. <laughs> Our guest is the... Who's this been is, very patient with us. This is like the third time we've said... We, we have a guest today. Um, so our guest is our wonderful... Oh, this is delicious. Oh, my God. Danny Boy. <laughs> A.K.A. Oh, Danny Boy. Patrick. Um, hello, Patrick. How's it going, guys? You know how it's going. Oh, my But gosh. for our listeners, it's going fine. <laughs> Work is yes. stressful. It is very much influenced mine and raver... Mine and ravers. Mine and ravens. <laughs> attitudes towards one another mm-hmm. mostly myself and we are good now we are good now we're holding hands friends oh because at we'll this point be friends, friends forever. okay we're gonna be friends forever <laughs> copyright um, oh this is a christmas beer um, see funny you said that because now we have to talk about this again <laughs> oh sorry christmas in july uh, in june we june, are july. recording in the same week we recorded our Christmas special and Easter. our Easter special yep and so we are talking six months in the past exactly yes. from today we're time travelers we are time travelers <laughs> well <laughs> technically aren't we always time travelers because we up. age okay Patrick how are you doing today I am doing good did not do anything today so I just took the day off oh nice. um, I'm so jealous <laughs> did half of what I wanted to get done. But I did go Christmas shopping, which I'm very happy about. Patrick. Raven. Oh, should we explain how we met? We've done that with a lot of the guests. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Patrick, we met in college. Um, we're, me and him were in the same year of chemical engineering at uh, VCU. The coup. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought against it. See, now we're on the same page. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> Strongly disagree. Um, I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. So then Patrick joined the same fraternity as us a semester after me. Um, and then that's how he met Raven as well. Mm-hmm. At first, he was like super rude and said that she couldn't join. I have never been right. more hurt and upset in my entire life because I got the call and I was like, oh, this is the dude from the fraternity I want to join. He might be calling me to tell me I got a bid. And he was just like, uh, bitch, we're not taking you. And I was just like, and why? Uh, why? Because why? I was present. Like, word <laughs> Verbatim. That's what he said yeah. to me. <laughs> um, yeah, it was because I was too young. Sad face. No. And I remember, because, like, and we talked about it on, I think, our episode 10 or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. Um, how excited I was for you to, like, still have that interest and join. Mm-hmm. But I remember after your first interview, um, I, I was like, so, Patrick, she can't do this. <laughs> and we were all upset. And then I said, you need to tell her, because I didn't want to. <laughs> and technically, that was his job and not mine. That's true. And I... Yeah. That broke my heart. Love that decision for myself. (laughs) So... But that's like... Well, I didn't realize that until like when you joined, what, a year later or so? And then you actually turned out to be decent. That's true. I could have been for all all we knew. Okay. Okay. Patrick, what have you been listening to this week? Uh, Actually, this week has been just like a lot of albums. Like just the whole albums straightforward. Because normally I just have like a playlist of 
a bunch of random stuff that I kind of like and just go through that. But I've been cruising through playlists. I saw or listened to um, Kid Cudi's new album. Mm-hmm. Uh, been going through actually Coldplay as well. Heard a couple of theirs. So it's just all over the place a little bit. But just the albums as a whole. Seems kind of fun because that's the way the artist intended. Yeah, and yeah. that's something I never do. Um, mostly because when I like find try to listen to like new music, unless it's an artist I'm like really into and they have a new album out, I'll listen to the album. But a lot of times when I'm listening to new music, um, it's usually from like Spotify Discover, and it'll just give me the one song, and I'm be like, oh yeah, I should check out their other stuff, and I never do. Yeah, same. But no, yeah, like listening to the albums is a lot of fun, especially kind of when you want to get away from just the mundane listening to the same kind of songs over and over yeah yeah so yeah that's kind of what i've been listening to this week but we'll see what happens next week changes what about you raven um so in the day since we recorded our last episode i have been listening to new stuff same i'm glad (laughs) so um i today have been listening to a lot of luke bryan um who is a country artist and um fully aware and for listeners who might not know um a lot of people don't like country so um yeah luke bryan he's uh i don't know i don't know if i necessarily have a favorite country artist but he's he would definitely be on the list if i like of my top um and he's actually one of the few artists that it's like when a new album or a new song by him comes out like i actually go out of my way to like listen to his new music and i think he's probably one of Honestly, it's just him and Maroon 5 that I do that with, to be quite honest. See, that's so interesting, because, like, Maroon 5's, like, newest music, I You don't like, I know. hate it. I lo- I've loved nearly every song Maroon 5 has ever put out, Even ever. Maps? We've talked about this before, Cam, but I like Maps. Is it my favorite song on that album? Certainly not. But do I dislike it? No. We all have songs that are objectively... Mm, but still enjoy. I understand. That's Ooh. how I feel about the song Dance Monkey. I really like that oh song. Oh my gosh. And I'm not embarrassed to admit it. <laughs> you seem embarrassed. Tones and I, they're good. What have you been listening to, Campbell? I've been listening to a lot of Dolly Parton today. Um, almost exclusively. Really, feel, really feeling the country over there, aren't y'all? Um, so, Patrick. Yes. What musical did you choose for us? to talk about today so and why so i went with fiddler on the roof uh cl- just straightforward classic um yeah no i, I think it's just one of those that i kind of like and i was uh, also upset because covid prevented me from being able to go see this live because at the mm-hmm. at the altria theater me and my mom have season passes to like see the all the musicals that come through and Fiddler was supposed to be one of them this year, but it got rescheduled for February, which is probably going to be rescheduled again. So, but I think it's just one of those like classics that just kind of kind of grew up on a little bit, and mm-hmm. it's also very easily accessible to watch. It's on like I have it up on Netflix right now. Um, what was it? The nineteen seventy one version, I think. Yeah. you said it was, but it's just really straightforward about a man just trying to figure out like how to deal with each of the situations he's put in with each of his daughters so yeah i think i definitely think it's interesting and worth a watch um so with that uh what are we drinking patrick and why did you choose this with the movie so 
I want, so the movie, it's essentially got Eastern European soldiers in it as well. And so I wanted to kind of go something like Russian or a little bit or vodka. And for some reason, drinking a lot of white Russians did not seem fun for me. Mm. So Nor I. <laughs> so I decided Nor to go. Nor appropriate given their role in the film. <laughs> yeah, that seems bad taste. <laughs> Probably. So also, I, I ended up like still good. Russians. It's a literal bad taste to me. Solid call there. But um, I did decide to go with another vodka drink, which is, um, a, it's called a transfusion. And basically, it's pretty straightforward. Think of it's vodka, club soda, and uh, lime and simple syrup, if you want to add that in there. I am adding it in mine. But then top it off with like a splash of grape juice. Stir it up. Really good. Really simple. And it's actually a golf drink. And oh. I've actually had that on the course a couple times, and it's really good. So. It, it feels like it would be really good to have on the course. Yeah. It feels very refreshing. Yes. I really like this drink because, one, it's very interesting. Um, so we, yeah, we made it with like the grape juice ice cubes, um, which was just really cool to see it like actually go into like the drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ginger simple syrup. And we did with with ginger simple syrup. So and it's such a complex amalgamation of flavors and I, every, like, every time I tasted, like, the second sip was the first sip I got, like, the ginger in, and it just really blew the whole drink wide open for oh, me. I'm so glad I remembered to make it. <laughs> it's so that good. That would have been such a bummer. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so do we want to get into, like, a little bit of... Yeah, the background, um, just briefly, um, because a lot of, like, the historical importance, like, does, like, show up, like, during mm-hmm. the movie, but basically, um, this, um film adaptation um came out in 1971 um it's an adaptation of the 1964 broadway musical also named fiddler on the roof um and it is um, based on stories by sholem alheim um and it's really about um the main character tevye um who is um this ukrainian uh, he's Jewish essentially man. A farmer, milkman, that kind yes. of thing. Uh, very much a worker. Um, and it's about um, initially him trying to hold on to um, his what his life is right now, despite constant changes in like the turn of the century yeah. and the tumultuous nature of the country and the tensions he's surrounded by, both in his town and outside. Yeah, that pretty much hit the nail on the head, just um, like how traditions are and how traditions change. So Yeah, and I, I think one of the, I mean, we're obviously going to get into it the more we talk about the movie, but I think this, uh, this movie and this story really kind of inspire a lot of interesting kind of deep conversations about like love versus duty, tradition versus progress, and then like community versus individualism and also like, just time itself and like yeah. what we hold on to and what and what you and choose our, to value and our awareness of it all yeah yeah just a fascinating story honestly. i yeah and like some of the songs um it just really made me think or just i don't know i i saw this for the first time like a few like a, a good amount of time ago um, and so now I'm in a different, I feel like I've gained a lot of different life experiences since then. And so I was able to like, I don't know, 
glean something different from this viewing. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think makes a movie um, good. See, it's it was interesting for me because... So this is my first time watching it, like I said, but watching Tevye's... Like, the development of his relationship with his daughters. So he has five daughters, but... Mm-hmm. Three. Um, he has five. He has five. Oh, I forgot about the other two little Exactly. That, that's, the point I'm, that's the point I'm about to make, actually. <laughs> it's like that meme with that guy, like, in the pool or whatever, and someone's drowning behind him. He's like, oh, what about him? <laughs> this ain't about him. This is not about those two. Yeah. This is not his life story. Yeah. yeah so, like, he technically has five daughters, but there are th- the oldest three are the main ones in the story, the primary ones that kind of matter at this point, because they're the oldest. Um, and it was interesting, like, watching his relationship with those three, like, develop in as they got older and like we're getting married and stuff was very interesting because I feel that me and my two sisters are beginning to reach that stage of our lives in our relationship with our father. Mm-hmm. And I think I just thought it was very interesting kind of seeing that development more from the father's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah. So we start off with a beautiful jaunty melody. Oh man. Uh, I like the we, word jaunty. With um, a fiddler um, on the roof. On the roof, and he, who'd have thought? Yeah, oh, do do. He is played by uh, Tut Limco, um, who has been in. He was also in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, he was in um, a bunch of movie. Um, the Fearless Vampire Killers is a fun one. Um, Huntington Tower, a uh, bunch of things, but I think. It's. I think he has a really cool role in this movie. One of my favorite things about this so far, and it's more of a storyline basis kind of thing, is essentially how it's like everything starts to snowball a little bit, which yes. I think makes it for like makes it really good because it's putting a lot of like if it all happened like a year later or I don't know what the timeline is in particular, but if it if it had been portrayed as a like a year had gone by, they got older another year went by same thing happening it would it it wouldn't put as much strain on tevia as mm-hmm. much as it would so it's just like all right one one daughter has this going on with them as the listeners will see as it goes and then the second daughter has this going on as well but then immediately afterwards the third daughter has this as well yeah. has her situation going on as well so i think the snowball effect along with everything else that goes on is really interesting regarding this movie and the script and everything so and I think that also plays into um, what he feels and just kind of the futility of, like, really trying to stand in the way of, like, times are changing. It happens yeah. fast yep. and out of the Much faster than you would think. Yeah. Yeah. So we are in um, 1905, um, and we get into the song, uh, the prologue and the song Tradition. Yes. Um, I love this music. It's... I mean, it's John Williams, but this, this music. music, it's so good and it's so beautiful. And it's its beautiful, but in like a fun, playful way, but also almost a thought-provoking way. Um, and again, you know, kind of like talking to all of us, uh, um, Tevya, um, played uh, by Topol, who's been in, I mean, he, him, him in this role is so good oh my god not that other people don't do a good job and don't contribute to yeah. the movie but he makes the movie agree well he is the movie yeah 
because because the entire movie is told directly from his mm-hmm. perspective and is his thoughts and, and kind of paradigm on everything happening yeah and uh, he's been in a bunch of things he was um in uh flash gordon um if y'all have seen that have you seen that raven no i've okay. heard of it yeah have you seen ted i no. have seen <laughs> heard of uh, it. <laughs> well there's a reference to there's a lot of references to flash gordon and ted ah. yeah um he's in el dorado he's in i like mike he's he's in a he's a prolific film star um it looks like he's in a lot of um israeli movies or yes because i'm seeing a lot of that yeah um yeah he's in a lot of good stuff um and so he's kind um what's the town's name anatevka yeah um he's talking about the town and the people in it and like um kind of like the traditions um like they hold dear Yes. As an introduction to the characters and the town as a character. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a solid opening for, like, if you want to understand where, um, like, where and when everything is kind of setting and what to expect from the people of the town. Yeah, tradition well. is how they live their lives. Yes. Um, we see, like, uh, the, how they're, like, the... Um, like the papas, the mamas, and like the kids' roles, he goes into detail with, and everyone's just moving along with that. It's... Yeah, it 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 provides the framework for their lives, and it shapes their interactions with each other. Yep. And how they and yeah, exactly what you said, like how they navigate their way through the ins and outs of 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 life and the changes mm-hmm. and the turn of the century and everything. Like, um, through all of that change their traditions remain steady. And that's what keeps them grounded. Yes. Um, and they get introduced, like, you know, some characters here and there, um, like the, like the rabbi, um, as V schooler, um, gets introduced. Um, and I think it's a really cool transition that they do musically. Um, because, um, in this town, there's like, you know, the Orthodox Jew ish population mm-hmm. um but then they transition to the russian orthodox um like the christian like sect yes. of the town um and then immediately the music changed to like more of like a hymnal yes kind of thing yes. um just you know um fr- furthering um putting in musically the divide that they feel mm-hmm. and ha- i mean have physically objectively yeah um in their town yeah, and, yeah, and I also we also get to see some of the like interactions between the villagers and they, and they talk about um, like how like they're they're very close knit. So like even when there are conflicts, even when there's like, um, you know, kind of like a little quarrel. Oh, about they, selling the um, the twelve year old horse yeah. as a six year old horse. Yeah, it's like you know what? But as a community, we've like moved on. We've gone past it. Before he leaves, by the way, that. That horse, horse was, 12 was, was 12 years old. And they started fighting again. So. Yeah. You um, just know what kind of guy he is. He's just, you know, he's a little troublemaker. <laughs> um, yeah. So then we get into the overture, um, which I think is really interesting um, that we have, because I feel like in the older, like, musicals and movies. Um, oh, wait. He also said, I think, like, right before that, he also says, without tradition, our lives would be as shaky as a fiddler on the roof, oh, which is yeah. kind of, like, intro- begins to introduce the symbolism of, like, what the fiddler on the roof um, means 
like to him. S- symbolizes yeah. Or, yeah um to to each of them and to him and the beginning to show the role that it will play visually um and auto- orally with throughout the film yeah um yeah and then we get into the overture but i think it's really cool that um because a lot of movies like around this time and older um it, these movies start off with an overture and like the yeah. opening credits but this does not instead it very much establishes what it's about and it lets you sit with that yeah during the overture which i think is really really cool really cool and it, yeah it, it forces you to kind of um actively start analyzing and thinking about you know the things that he said and, and the the type of movie and type of story you're going to experience before like like before they really get into it yeah um they give you a little taste um yeah, and so then, um, kind of like the first big scene we get into after um, the overture, we get into the scene where they're like um, meeting this matchmaker, um, and so they're talking about we have uh, his wife, Golda, Golda played yeah. by Norma Crane, um, who I think, and I for a lot of these actors, but especially Golda um, and her husband the back and forth between like very emotional and then like comedy mm-hmm. unmatched agreed especially the graveyard scene um wait so she's like been other she's been in ben casey the felony squad um the she was uh what was the other one uh, the untouchables uh she's been in from the like old um like 1960 series um she's been in a lot of like good stuff but yeah, she um, is kind of intro- not introduced, but um, is propositioned by the Inta. Yes. Um, who basically says, hey, you know, I have a great guy for your eldest daughter, Zaitel. Um, and, you know, he's rich. And he wants to marry he's her. Rich. Yeah. And That's rich. kind of all that matters. Yeah. A Yenta being like a Jewish <laughs> matchmaker. Um, oh, I thought that was her name. No, oh. I thought it, that was kind of like her position. Interesting. She's a Yenta. I did not pick up on that. Okay. Um, played by uh, Molly uh, Picon. Uh, Picon. Um, she does a really good job, too. Yes. Like, her her character is very much... It's like, oh, you didn't hear this from me. I don't want to mind my, anyone's business. Oh, I guess I'll just eat alone while stuffing all of her, like, bag <laughs> with all of their foods. Like, oh, don't mind me. You know, the grandma from Mulan, same type of energy, I feel. It's, she is going to be doing her constantly. Unabashedly. Yes. Absolutely. Unashamedly. Yeah. So she was like, yeah, has, um... Uh, she has a match for the eldest daughter. Yeah, and she asks, like, where Zaitul is. And Golda is just like, oh, she's, you know, she's off with, like, Moltul. Um, and she's like, what are they doing? She's like, I don't know, they're off playing. They're being kids, whatever. Um, and she's just like, well, what are they playing? She's like, I don't know, they're kids. And she's like, from such children come other children. And it's just like, okay, Yinta, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Which they it took really me a second do not take Mata seriously. <laughs> What did you say, Patrick? They really do not take models seriously, which is another character development thing. Honestly. And I, uh, 
We'll talk about when we get to that scene, but I really love when he kind of like comes into his own, you know, yeah. and builds more confidence. Um, yeah, so then we get into the song Matchmaker. Mm-hmm. So we have the eldest daughter, Zydel, mm-hmm. um, played by uh, Rosalind Harris. She hasn't been in a lot of movies, but something that's really interesting. Um, she, um, in the late 80s, um, she was like touring with like a stage revival of Fiddler on the Roof, but she was playing Golda. Oh. But for the movie and that stage revival, um, Tevye uh, was both played by Topol. Oh, So she played uh, his daughter, daughter and, and then wife. his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That seems fun. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. But we have, um, this song starts off with the two other elder sisters um, kind of expressing their excitement to be matched with someone by yeah. Yenta. Yeah. So this is Holdo and Chava. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, Chava Michelle Marsh cool. and Neva Small. Oh, yeah. Um, and so basically during the song, yeah, they're talking about like their dream guy and they're just, they just wish that the matchmaker would find them the perfect guy that they want so that they can have perfect lives and be happy and just like have the perfect husbands and everything. And I feel like the lyrics make me feel like I'm having a stroke. Because they say, like, every time they're just like, find me a find, catch me a catch. I'm just like, what are you saying? Steal me a steal. What is this? Stop. I don't like it. I mean, I I like the lyrics. I I mean, find me a find, a good find. I don't like it. I don't like that way of talking. You're a catch. But like, catch me a catch. I don't like it. No, it's fun. I don't care for it. It's, it's, uh, it's, I don't know. It's, um, I like the imagery of it. Okay. She just gave me the eyes. <laughs> um, wow. She like literally looked me up I and down that. after I said that. And I, I, I do saw, not I saw know that how movie. to feel about we this. We just, just have remember, very different opinions. Um, yeah. And so this song, um, I, this is the song that always gets stuck in my head that I will always be singing to myself. Um, and so, yeah, they're singing how like they can't wait for a man. Um, but then, then Seidel generally comes back and it's like not everything is what you dreamed of it's yeah. gonna be think uh, she brings a bit of realism to the scene exactly because Zaitel is like at the because she's the eldest and she's unmarried so far so she's the one actively going through the matchmaking process and she's just like hey take it from me this is not all that you like thought it would be and like blah blah blah, blah. and the two younger sisters are still kind of in that romantic stage yeah where, they're like, like i want a scholar i want uh, yeah. the rabbi's son it's like it's and like, like you understand like we're poor we're going to get what we're going to get yeah like what did she say to one of them it's like you're like uh, she imitates Yenta, and it's like oh you'll get a man who's very tall but from side to side. Yeah. Um, and he's like, we'll beat you every night. Um, but you only heard when he has he's a sober. temper. He'll beat you every yeah. night, but only when he's sober, so you'll be all right. Yeah. Which is just like yikes. Like it's the younger sisters being like, oh my god, I want to be matched. Like I want to have a husband. And Saito's just like, uh-huh, just you wait. Yeah. <laughs> and then she lays it down for them, and they're like, um, maybe. Um, matchmaker matchmaker uh, please take your time yeah um i like i i can wait it's, it's fine because now they're terrified yeah which is funny indeed oh uh, it's fun to terrify children yeah you i'm very worried for that. you <laughs> um and then we see uh tevia um is coming home 
and he's like you know going to be oh. late like his horse um that his leg it's just had no a, good had a bum leg yeah it's just not great um and so he's uh throughout um he speaks and monologues both to the audience and to god and he was like I don't ask, like, I don't ask my, a lot. I live in poverty. I have five dollars. All of daughters. that is... Daughters. Is that not what I said? You said dollars? Oh, I thought I said daughters. I heard I heard dollars, too. Oh, yeah. weird. Um, I mean, he also has five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I only have one dollar. <laughs> Three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I have. <laughs> and so, he was, like, talking to guys, like, I don't ask for much, but, like, my horse, like, really... Yeah, to take my horse, dude. Right before the Sabbath. Side note, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this throughout the movie. Um, there's particular spots later on. Um, but I really love the way Tevia like prays and like talks to God. Yeah. Because it's a very it feels very intimate. Like almost to the point that like I understand it's part of the story, but for me like it almost feels like I'm intruding by hearing his conversation. Interesting. You know? The way I see Tevya like talking to God in this movie is to me like the way I was taught you should be able to talk to God. Like just that very like casual like he literally just goes to him with like all his problems. But it's like it's not even just like oh these are my problems and like I want you to fix them. It's literally a conversation. Like it's literally he's just talking casually and it's a very yeah. like intimate relationship that he has with his faith, uh, which definitely comes up later on with the way he deals with his daughters um daughters in plurality with his daughters um growing up and their their choices and the husbands that they choose and stuff like that um it very much comes into play his relationship with god and with his faith during those times um and so i think it's really interesting that kind of off the bat they show you that like this is the type of like intimate casual relationship he has with his faith personally yeah no it's and that's absolutely true and and then i I additionally kind of just see it as a, like, it's another way, it's another method of going through, like, these musicals, like, cause, uh, for example, Hamilton had uh, moments in it where it was just um, the main actor, and it was, like, everything else was blacked out, and then the spotlight was on him, like, that's done quite a lot, off, yes. quite often, and this is, I found, it was a good, interesting other way of being able to portray those thoughts without having that traditional kind of like, all right, we're singling him out now, but like he's, yeah. it's an, it's another method of being able to understand what the main character is thinking. Yeah. And like it, cause it's that. And then the talking to the audience, which is always definitely interesting because it's, it kind of catches you off guard at some points if mm -hmm. you're just watching it and you're like, Oh shoot, he's looking right at me. Yeah. And he's saying all these things. And I, and I love that. It's it's two it's use, utilizing two different methods of being able to portray thoughts that someone normally when you're looking at them is like, what are they really thinking? Yes. And then it's it, I like that. It's, and it's in, and it's not necessarily like cuz that's been done in a bunch of other ways. It can be like for example, just talking to another character, but Again, these are like personal feelings that he's having as things go mm -hmm. on, and I love that. It's 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 using different methods to kind of get the to get the message across, which is great. Exactly, and I think, and it it never really feels unnatural or clunky when it's done mm -hmm. because it's always times that he's by himself anyway. Like it's when he's walking down the road or he's. It's, it's yeah, like, times, oh sorry, it's what? just natural. 
You're yeah, fine. yeah. It's it's always times that he's like by himself anyway. Like he's walking down the road, or he's like alone in his barn, or something like that. So it's times that he would be contemplating these deeper, more personal, innermost thoughts anyway. And yeah. and I, and I do think in a lot of movies they try to tell that to the audience by having them express it to another character but sometimes it's thoughts that you wouldn't tell another person you know even someone that you're close to yeah it's definitely it's definitely natural yes it's the transitions that are great yeah and so he we see him like returning home like during this time he's like walking and everything and um and he, he yeah he's talking about how like you know yeah, I'm poor, like, I have these five daughters, like, these six with my wife, like, these six mouths that I have to feed, and, you know, now I have a horse with a bum leg, and blah, 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 and, like, these are all the things I have to deal with, and we get into the song, If I Were a Rich Man, which I, I think this is my favorite song in the movie, if only for the melody, um, because it's Mm -hmm. so catchy, it constantly gets stuck in my head, but I, I think his performance in this song is so good, um, like it's because he's just kind of like letting loose in his barn and just especially when he's like up on the sort of the rafters and he's just like dancing and like shimmying his shoulders i love it oh uh, i think it's like the, there was like one particular point in the song where it's like he like it's got the whole song melody going on it's true it's like traditional I hate to use that word again but yeah. it's gonna be a common theme in, theme in the movie in the for musical. sure <laughs> but um i think it was like if I'm ever looking away or doing something else while watching the movie, there's like one point where he just like really stomps on the upper rafters and like all the chickens go crazy. Yeah. And everything is just nuts. And it's like, okay, he's all right. He's having, this these, where we he's, are. Having, yeah. he's having this moment. I'm going to pay attention now. Yeah. Um, it, it bring it brings you back into the song. If it's getting any, any form of stagnant. Yeah. And one of the things I think is interesting about his voice, um, like he himself is a very talented singer, but it's simultaneously like, okay, he's a talented singer and he can really sing, but it also somehow feels like when your dad is singing or like your grandfather is singing, like it, it has that feel to it almost. Cause it's still like, it's still like sort of silly in a way, you know? Yeah. And I really like that element to it. Yeah, no, it's, it gets, like I said, like I said before, it gets a little goofy, yeah. which is which is that dad form of singing and you almost have to like put your like put your hand up to your face and just yeah. be like oh no it's a very dad sort of goofiness and i love it cheers cheers i think this song is really important because like yeah he like wants to be out of poverty he wants to be able to provide to it for his family but i think it also shows like his ambitions like if he could have the perfect situation he would spend all day like just speaking with scholars and philosophers and he's just like and i wouldn't even care if my answers were wrong like it's it doesn't matter (laughs) yeah because he would be free to do like he would be free to live his life yeah like sans obligation yeah yeah um and so it's i think it's important when they're talking about like matchmaking the like his daughters and him giving his blessing and his permission um what he wanted for himself obviously at this point he can't have so he's like this is what they are going to have yeah i'm going to talk when we get there but i love his perspective on the elder two marrying um yeah yeah so then then we get to a scene where it's basically just like a bunch of the old men of the town Mm -hmm. um just kind of like talking like gathering around and stuff um and then we see um (laughs) they have uh avram um, yeah which patrick 
how much do you know about this character? Avram, the... The, the bad news bears. Yeah. <laughs> he just reads the bad news. He didn't write it, Campbell. That's true. He just can read. Oh, where he just brings in the newspaper and just is like, I don't I don't write it. I just read it for y'all, you yeah. guys. Yeah. Who did you play in Fiddler? I played Model. Model. I foresee, I thought you said Avram for some. No, I was thinking him, Alfie Scop, because we also recorded Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer this week, and he voiced Firebolt, the other dick reindeer children and <laughs> charlie in the box that's why I was except confused. for clarice yes who was also a dick but in a different one in a different one um yeah and so you know bringing up the bad news and then we see this young scholar from kiev uh <laughs> i literally wrote down "Ooh, who's this handsome young fellow <laughs> <laughs> he's a learned fellow <laughs> um and um, he just, you know, they're sitting around complaining, you know, talking. And he's like, this is all you do. You complain. Where's the action? Yeah. And they're just like. What are you talking about? He was like, do you not speak to us this way, child? Yeah. yeah they're just like, uh, do you come from a place where they don't teach you how to respect your elders? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so funny. Um, but they do bring up that in the paper. um, that uh, Jewish people are being evicted yes. from their lands. Yes. Um, and they're like, oh, it won't happen here. Spoiler, oh, it does. If only. Uh, it, it do. Um, they don't think it'd be like it is. But it do. Well, he also brings, like, a lot of the news about that. Like, they because re- they read a lot of this from their newspaper. Yeah. And, they also, and he also brings in a second, like, voice about mm-hmm. what's going on as well. Because they don't care kinda... about the outside world at this point. No, yeah. they, they care they about their tradition. cannot be bothered with what the goings-on in the world. And he was yeah. like, that's dumb. Um, and he's just like, how could you not care about what's going on in the world around you? How could you not care? Especially when, like, it's your people just in a no. different place, you know? And then, um, so... Um, this guy, um, Perchik, um, is played by, uh, Paul Glazer, um, but Tevia kind of steps in and be like, you know, I understand what you mean, it's important, and then the rest of the community is like, wait, but, like, what about us? Like, you're important too, it's like, um, it's like, well, both of them can't be right, and Tevia's like, well, you're right about that, and just, like, <laughs> completely diffuses the situation. Love it. Masterfully. And so he was like... He sees something uh, in Perchek of what he wanted himself to be. Mm-hmm. I think that's why he initially be like, spend the Sabbath with yeah, us. You come, come with here. me. Yeah. And he's talking. He's like, hey, yeah, I can like, you know, I'm a teacher. I can teach your kids. And he's like, I have daughters. And he's, he's like, like, girls can learn to read. Yeah. Um, yes, and, they can. And so Tevio's was like, I will give you food for these lessons. And he is so jazzed to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he is a hungry ass student. Yeah. Um, and so then we, we go over to like dinner at Tevye's and, um, what a good dad. It felt, I want my daughters to learn. Yeah. He's, he's honestly, which is not the standard, but no. this is 1905 we're talking about. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> oh yeah. I was waiting for that one. Yeah. <laughs> that little chime in. <laughs> yeah. It's just, ah, disclaimer. <laughs> I support female literacy. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and you may quote me on that. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna get that tattooed on my neck. I support <laughs> female literacy, it's but I'll spell it wrong. Oh my god! It's just gonna go all the way around your neck. Yeah. Um, I, like a me, choker. 
Yeah, and so we see... Um, <laughs> Tevia comes just like, ah, oh, my daughter, this is mine. This is mine. This is mine. <laughs> You're not mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mona comes out, uh, Leonard Frey, um, and he is just... He's just so nervous. He's, oh my gosh. Because, yeah, so at this point we've seen that Golda has been talking to the Yenta about Zaitov marrying Laser Wolf, this older, older, very rich man. Um, and, and, so, and so she, yeah, and so she really wants them to marry, but Zaitol is in love with Motul, um, model, um, who, and so they want to marry. And so she's like, you have to ask him for permission. You have to do it like tonight because they're probably going to marry me off very soon. And so you need to get it in there before mm-hmm. they, like, they find a match, you know? Wow. Gold is also like, oh, he's not going to, like, said before, um, that, you know, Laser, Laser Wolf is, like, too old. And he's like, oh, I don't think Tevia's going to be okay with that. Well, don't tell him. Just say he wants to see him. Yeah. You have to see him after the Sabbath. He's like, I don't want to. And she's like, you're doing it. And he's and like, he's he was like, do it. He was like, what does he want to talk to me about buying my milk cow that I just bought? And she's like, just go talk to me. He's it's like, like when, when an important man uh, wants to talk to you, go talk to them. He was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, um, and so then we see... even, And this is when Zydel, like, uh, models like, I, I mean, I'm, I don't have anything. I have nothing. Yeah. They're not going to go for this. And then she says, um, even, um, like, even, even... a poor young tailor deserves some happiness. Yeah, even a poor tailor is entitled to some happiness. Yes. Which really sticks to him. Yeah. And, and I, I think... Honestly, that line is sort of the beginning in this movie of you see, like, I don't want to say tradition, but common practice being subverted a little bit. Um, because it's, it's the idea of like, hey, the fact that you're poor doesn't matter to me. And this was still like very much in a time where like, Especially if you were poor, like, you wanted to marry up. And especially if you were a woman, because you needed to be able to be taken care of. You needed to be able to have a comfortable life. And so if you're poor, marrying a poor dude isn't going to help. Yeah. Um, and she's like, that doesn't matter to me. I care that I love you. I don't care that right now you have nothing. Because eventually we'll have something, and that's enough for me. You yeah. know? Um, and I, I just really like how she, she cares enough about him to build up his confidence and to be like, this is what matters to me, not what, not, not all these other things that people say should matter. This is what matters to me. I care about you, and I want you to be happy, and you need to fight for your own happiness. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then we get to the Sabbath prayer. Yes. And starting it off strong with a smooth, emotional oboe. Super into it. Oh, you and your oboe. It's, it's my favorite a professionally sounding like instrument. That was my contribution to this song. <laughs> Y'all may take it away um, with what this song is about. Oh, I I had no thoughts on this song. No, not really. It was pretty straightforward. Just yeah, it's prayer, but it's it's their their religion. Okay, then I'll just say one more thing about this. I think it's um, interesting to note um, how they're saying, like you know, what they're praying for for their family, for their children, but it also pans around town further, like showing um how unified and at this point um like everyone's doing the same thing everything everyone's doing the same thing yeah 
No, uh, that, but I, I think this it, is like different from like Anno the do it the same thing for the sake of doing it the same. I don't consider it's, that this. It's it's common. It's common. <laughs> yeah, it's common practices uh, st stemming from common values. Yes. Yeah. So I I, okay. I think yeah their like their hope and their faith and their value being shared across the town yes. is um, furthered in this song. Okay, it's it's a culture. Yeah, no, and they, granted, I don't know much about it as well, but um, I think they did fairly well for, like, what I've seen, because I went to the Jewish, uh, Campbell knows, I went to the Jewish summer camp mm -hmm. um, for most of my childhood, and I thought they did, the, did that fairly well. It, I hit on a few, a uh, couple of the high notes without actually going into the actual words mm -hmm. of their religion. Um, so, no, it was, it was that's one of the reasons why I thought it was straightforward because it was just, it was, they do this every week. This is their, this is their version of the Sunday of a Sunday, mm -hmm. uh, Sunday service. And I thought it was, I thought it was just straightforward and it's just continuously set for, sets forth what they want, um, for their coming weeks as well as their previous weeks. So, yeah, I will say one more thing about this prayer. Um, while they're talking about, um, I mean, the, you know, the undercurrent is, um, you know, the, their tradition, especially so far, they're a lot about like matchmaking and marrying and stuff like that. Um, you do see um, the hidden secret couples or future couples um, while they're like talking about, while the parents are talking about it, they're looking at each other. Yeah. So it's just kind of like on the back burner for now yeah i did forget about that because they also they invited perch because perchick is living with them at the current moment for yeah. Yeah. the education lessons and you kind of see the the development between him and hoddle mm -hmm. i believe yep. it yeah the middle the middle of the three sisters and yeah i completely forgot about that because it's kind of if you're looking, like, you have to be able to look at each of the different relationships, although Hava hasn't met her man yet, but you still see Model and Seidel looking at each other, going through what they've just discussed being um, standing up to her dad, and then you also kind of see that budding relationship between Hoddle and Perchik as well. Yeah. I completely forgot about that, so thanks for bringing that up. And I do, yeah, given that you brought that up, I do think it's an interesting juxtaposition of the three relationships, that, or the three romantic relationships that we're seeing um, developing in this, or being portrayed in this scene, like the juxtaposition of them, because you see, like, the like how, how their ideas are like are more progressive because you have um, Golda and Tevia who like were by this village's, you know, historical practices have a very traditional um, union. Like they were, they were matched. They met for the first time, like on their wedding day, you know, they're together. They have five daughters. They're living a life together. You know, they're, they're an arranged marriage. And then you have, um, then you have model and, Zytel, who have known Don't each other. you just love the name Zytel? I do. It's such a pretty name. Um, then you have Model and Zytel, who um, have grown up together, like, um, and have similar like values and cultures, and weren't necessarily matched, but um, 
still almost mirror their parents' uh, relationship in a way, uh, but just like aren't explicitly like arranged. Um, and so like they like chose each other and then, but still like with their father's like permission. Um, and then you have later on, then you have um, uh, Hoddle. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, and then later on, then you have like Hoddle and Perchik who like, completely just chose each other like there was no matching there was no like they didn't grow up together they truly just met fell in love and wanted to marry each other which for this time was a very like modern sort of thing and so i think it's interesting the fact that they are juxtaposed in this scene like before you even see all of that develop interesting yeah. see i didn't think about it that way um and to the extent that um Zidal and modal um were so different from her younger sister in Perchek. Yeah. Yeah. But also still in a way like they're they're different from their parents but less different than Hoddle and It's like Perchik. but like uh, they I mean they're in the same generation but kind yeah. of like generationally becoming like more, more and more progressive. progressive. Yeah. And yeah and you get to see what that. would be generational changes play out in the course of a single family in one movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um Hence the snowballing effect, because normally that would take place over a much longer period of time. Yeah. Or yeah. you would expect to see that take place over a much period, longer period of time. Okay. Um, so then um, we kind of change scenes after the Sabbath prayer, and we see Tevya... Go to Laser Wolves. Yes, yeah. okay. I don't know why we're meeting with Tevya. It should be meeting with Laser Wolf. But, um, yeah, so then we see... Well, technically, they're meeting each other. I mean, he's in the meeting. <laughs> Laser Wolf is meeting Tevya. That's fair. On um, his own terms. Oh my gosh. So then we see Tevya going to meet with Laser Wolf, um, <laughs> and he thinks he is there to discuss Laser Wolf purchasing his new milk cow. And comedy ensues. Gotta love some good dramatic I'm not irony. sure if we mentioned this, but Laser Wolf is a butcher. So Tevya is yes. not really about this because he thinks, like, oh, a butcher's buying my cow. He's yeah. going to kill the cow. Yeah. Also, very well to do. Did you see his house? Damn. Yes. He is doing well for himself. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Did you say toned? What no. happened? He's well, well to, to do. do. Oh, well to do. I completely misheard he that. He is I not well-dressed. <laughs> that's why I was very confused. He is not yeah. At all. But yes, they, um, there's a lot of dramatic irony. There's a lot of the pronoun game happening in the scene for the purpose of, you know, comedy. Um, but I, th I still think it's well done. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like exactly. Tevye thinks he wants to, he wants the cow because he's lonely. And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and then, uh, Lisa was like, no, no, no. I just want to marry your daughter. And then Tevye's like, you're so old though. <laughs> yeah. <And> then... <laughs> Then we have one of the many classic Tevya monologues in his head. We see his thought process. Everything freezes. And he Including goes back and forth. Laser's face. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's so old, but she would never have to live in poverty. Yeah. But he's so old. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, could she? But, but he's I, a good guy. And I, I do like the fact that he is legitimately considering her happy. He's like, not just like, oh, this would be an auspicious match for her. But like, mm -hmm. would she be happy emotionally? You know? And um, he's just like, well, 
I think she'd be okay. Like, she wouldn't be... I don't think she'd be unhappy. Like, I don't think she'd be miserable. And that's the standard. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He's like, I I think, like, she would be well off. She would never go hungry. He's a butcher, you know? Like, she'd be doing... Wouldn't have to, like, deal with the things he obviously has. Yeah, like, she'd be doing better than me, which is my goal for her. Mm -hmm. And it it would be a nice little life for her. Also, I do love... I think it was, like, towards the beginning of the scene. I do love when... I think Laser like asked about his brother or something like that, who was like living somewhere else, and he was just like, "Oh, he's like fine." He's like, "Oh, have you talked to him recently?" He was like, "No. If he were doing badly, he'd write." And I just, I just love that. Yeah. No, but what was it? I was actually gonna say it's kind of like that thing where you guys mentioned earlier, again, as where it's like you want to marry above your class, but then again, it goes back to the matchmaker song as well, where it's just like, he might not be perfect. Yeah. yeah. But. So it's a nice little coming together of everything too. Mm-hmm. With he's be- he he's wealthier, but he does have his flaws. And not only it's like coming together like for the audience, I think it's just furthering the divide in the generational like thoughts and desires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not not desires because obviously Tevio's like yeah. If there's someone, I feel like he would be under the pressure. Was like best of both worlds. If someone she loved and was rich, obviously that obviously would be the that choice. guy. Yeah. But. If there's no one, the that, opportunity has presented itself. So yeah, let's go and for he's it. like, he's like, because at this point he doesn't necessarily know that she loves model and wants to marry him. So he's no. like, in the absence of her, because actively, he hasn't said anything yet. Yep, um, he's like, in the absence of her actively being in love with someone, someone who is generally a good guy would be a nice husband and is well off, is a great match. Yeah, yeah. So it's a yeah match. that well that that well off thing is a kind of a, a big factor as well yeah well, considering sure. mod i mean he's saying a whole song about it yeah. yeah if i were a rich man yeah so then we get into the song to life <sighs> to life which is basically um are we just skipping over the whole um end of that song sequence when they're at the bar that's to life because it, it starts Oh, off, I completely forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it just transitions so It transitions yeah. so seamlessly that you kind of forget. Yeah. Laheim. Um, yeah. Yes. They're going to celebrate. They're going to get schwasty. Because mm-hmm. they already drank everything that was in Laser Wolf's house. Yeah, and he's like, yes. you know what? Drinks for everyone. Yeah, because he's a rich man. Because um, he, yeah, he were a rich man. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's really, it's a very... Just happy, joyous song about like, hey, I just made this awesome match for my daughter. Like, you're a good guy. You know, you're going to treat her well. You're rich. She's going to have a great life. I'm super happy because now I have my eldest daughter married off, which one is one less mouth for me to feed. But also I know that I'm sending her to a good life. Because all of these celebrations could not be said without reminder. Things suck. Yes. Let our futures be pleasant ones, unlike our present ones. Yeah, and it's... it's, To life. It's the idea... Because it's simultaneously the idea of, like, here's a spot of happiness and a lot of the misery around us, but also the idea of, like, I want my children to have better lives than I did. I want my children to be better off than I was, and this is a little step in that direction, and that's worth celebrating. Yep. Yeah. Um, A lot of drunk dancing, a lot of die-dies. It's fun. It's a fun time. Everyone's, like, getting into it. They're, like... Because what I really appreciate about this town and this community, um, even in this bar, while everyone's drunk, even the Russian Orthodox men here are also celebrating with them and are extending their, like, congratulations. Yeah. But if something good happens to someone, 
everyone celebrates. That good thing is shared by everyone. Yes. Yeah. Like it's, it's in misery, they're sending, together, but also in joy, they are together. Mm-hmm. And it's really admirable. Just, se- just sending that positive kind of vibes everywhere. Empathy and care yeah. for one another. And it's, I wish we were, people were like that. Well, I think, I think certain people, like, I think, I think that. I is, wish everyone was like that. That's fair. But I, I think that is the definition of a community. I think it's just like the world is so big now that it's hard to have that with a huge group of people. But okay, it's like, boomer, social media. Oh my God. <laughs> but no, like, I, I feel like. So again, like how I talked about at the beginning about how like this entire story brings up some like deep conversations about like, um, among other things, um, community versus individualism. And I feel with the progressiveness of the last century and a half, um, of especially Western society, um, we've definitely become, or definitely are very individualistic society. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think that the benefit of being a community-oriented individual or community-oriented society is that you do have that feeling. Because like for, and I, and I think a lot of that comes into play with things like culture and with things um, like culture, heritage, and religion. Mm-hmm. So like for me, like I have had that experience with my church like when i bring things to my church family like it's the exact same thing like everyone grieves together and everyone rejoices together Mm -hmm. you know and i feel like the more individualistic society is the harder it is to find that but it's not impossible to obtain and i think this movie shows that that these two things aren't mutually exclusive and i will go into that later but like a very like one of my best friends always says if you are my friend I will always be rooting for your successes. Your successes do not take away anything I'm doing. Absolutely. And it's like, and because I know, I know like, I don't know, people our age really like get bogged down if like say not necessarily being in a place in their life that they want to. And they may have friends who are doing quote unquote more successful things or in different places in their lives. And you're seeing that as success against yours. Yeah. I really appreciate that my friend's just like, oh no, we can all succeed and we just, different paths to what we deem as success exactly. and it shall be appreciated as our community of friends exactly and i, I think that's something yeah and i think that's something that's very important i think it's just something that you have to actively strive to not only find but contribute to yep. like it's it's like you you get out of the world what you put in you know it's that sort of idea and it's like if that's the type of community you want and that's the type of community you should build yeah yeah okay so um, yeah ooh, everyone also... is dancing together and honest honestly one of the few times we see these different um citizens of like different religious um religious faiths, and cultural backgrounds yeah um really getting along they're like reaching a common ground extending one hand to one another literally and you see the hesitance you know on a little bit on both sides but especially on um Tevia's side i mean he still should have been hesitant 100 percent. furthered by his talk with the constable outside directly afterwards yeah but at the same time i think it's not so much Tevia like accepts it it's like oh he has to yeah he well, doesn't yeah, have there's choice. That, there's there's the but there's that fun with it. he does have fun with it but yeah no there's that military side of things where it's just like things are not okay and you can do you guys could really fuck us up at some point. Like, I th- and I think yeah. that's really yeah. emphasized the difference from the dancing here and the dancing at the wedding. The hesitance with the dancing in both. Yes. One is, um, you know, culturally and racially charged, and one is um, charged by um, being progressive within your own community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And he handles it completely differently. Oh, for sure. He's the one extending the hand. Yeah. You are my wife. You will dance Cause, with Because he's in his own comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So they're dancing together. Um, the dancing gets a little carried away. They start moshing. Um, yeah. A system of a down starts playing. Um, and I like this dance. It's fun. They're joyous. They're like, um, I mean, alcohol is definitely involved. But it sure. is, I do appreciate seeing shared joy across communities still understanding that's like i know a lot more goes into that and there's a lot more there are tensions here um intentions here and still um hesitance rightfully so of the oppressed yes um but i'm glad it does seem like they're having fun yeah because to them this is a very joyous thing and it is it is still like him like it is still fun being exposed to another culture and, and another because, um, like, they're doing more, like, traditional, like, Russian dances and stuff like that. Um, and it, it is always fun, like, learning more about another culture. Um, again, with some safety in mind. Yeah, but some safety in mind and a way to learn about cultures without appropriating it. Indeed. Uh, it's always fun to not appropriate other cultures. I am a fan. Yes. Okay, so they're partying and then um, they're leaving. Um, and then Laser Wolf, you know, calls him dad. Um, Everything's... Which is funny, because it's like, thought, you know, always thought the dad would be, you know, younger than him. <laughs> or, like, not his age. Um, and then when he's going home, um, he gets stopped by the constable, played by uh, Louis Zurich. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's just like, hey, I like you, you know, even though, like, despite, despite that our, you're despite Jewish. Despite our differences, I, I respect. Yeah. Uh, it's a respect thing. Yeah, um, which is, he's just letting him know, because they've been on good terms, there's going to be an unofficial um, demonstration soon. And he was like, demonstration? And he was like, I just want to let you know, because like I care about you, we're friends, but like this is happening. And so... Um, and he is, he is very vague about it as well. And Tevia is still drunk, most likely, from the celebrations. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's yeah. very the, unclear as to what they're, what's going to happen between the two groups and it's like you know further shows like the um constable is just like he truly believes he's a like a good guy he was like oh i'm telling you this and then he even says even though you're jewish i still think you're good man yeah can't speak for the rest of you and just like you racist piece of shit but then we're like again we're just shown um people's trust in tevye Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of, you know, just letting the audience know more of the conflict that's like always present around him and will be in the, you know, immediate future. He was like, it's happening soon. So, yeah. And so then he's like going home. He sees the fiddler again. Yeah. And then he like heads on home. Yeah, no, it's a solid reminder that like you, they've just gone through this whole thing where it's just like his old, his eldest daughter is getting matched with Laser Wolf, and it's a very it's a, it's a very family oriented thing. But then there's also things happening outside of the family, so mm-hmm. it's an it's a it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a nice little transition to it. Cheers. Cheers. But yeah, no, it's it's a very su- it's a very subtle scene. It's but it it, it kind of brings back the worldly implications of what's going on. So, so then it's the next day and Tevya needs some Pedialyte. Um, he is not feeling his best. How me and my siblings would say it. Does someone have the suds? 
<laughs> what? SpongeBob. Oh, but he like true. looks terrible. We was uh, like, it's like you uh, look I like you have the suds. <laughs> yeah, Hans, me too. Um, oh, and then we see, um, we see Perchik out doing like lessons with the uh, the daughters, mm-hmm. and um, we see a fun little interaction with him and Hoddle. Oh, because she's, she gives him some sass about something. Uh, it's and te- then he, I think it's teaching like outside worldly kind of things that aren't. Yeah. It's like, this is what's yeah, happening yeah, yeah. in the outside world kind of thing. And that goes against what is tradition. Exactly. And, and he's. It's like, what's a brain think, without curiosity? And the other thing is super funny is that, so he oh. talks about like the story of Jacob. Uh, well, one of the stories of Jacob about how no, he. The one about how he worked for seven years to be able to marry Rachel and then at the end he was tricked into marrying the other daughter and had to work another seven years to win Rachel's hand because I think Rachel had like already been promised or something like that. To Ross. Yeah. <laughs> you said yeah. Anyway. Um, they were on a break. <laughs> and um, How long have you been sitting on that one? Oh, I just thought of it. Well done, Sarah. And... He says that that means that the lesson of Jacob's story is to never trust your employer. Which? It's not untrue, but I don't think that's the lesson from that particular story. (laughs) I mean, I think it could be a lesson from the story. Agreed. Well, it's halftime, sports fans. Um, I don't don't know why I said that. Anyway, it's Campbell from Boost Coles. I'd like to tell you all about Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation. This foundation keeps music alive in schools by providing vital support services to school districts and new musical instruments to underfunded music programs nationwide, giving underrepresented youth access to the many benefits of music education, leading them to success in school, and inspiring creativity and expression through playing music. There have been over 34,000 donated instruments and over 2 million students impacted by this organization. Some of the support services they offer are professional development for music teachers led by certified uh, instrument repair technicians and further community engagement and instrument drives, just to name a few. Again, Raven and I believe the best way to support us as a podcast is to support organizations like Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation that supports music education and the passion of music in our youth. You can donate at mhopus.org slash donate. Again, that's mhopus.org slash donate. Uh, back to our nonsense. Um, ba, 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 ba. So now he's hungover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and the thing I think is funny... You just need something greasy. Get a McDonald's hash brown. Yeah, and the thing I think is so funny, so his wife, uh, Golda, is just like, well, what happened last night besides you drinking like a peasant? Are y'all not peasants? You don't have to be rude. rude. <laughs> I just, I'm just asking a question. I was very confused. And I was just like, I don't, what do you identify as in that case? Because I was under the impression um, that that is in fact what you were. Yeah, so then we get into, uh, he tells, yeah, because after she says that, he tells her like, oh, hey, Laser is going to marry Zaito. Like I met with him. They're engaged, like blah, blah, blah. Which gold? Which so then, which golden knew the entire time? 
Yeah, because she was just like, oh, thank God you actually went to talk to him. These were my plans the whole time and you fell into my trap. Um, and so then he goes over to Zytul and like tells her and she's just like, dear God, please no. Um, that is not what I want. Uh, don't make me marry him. Immediately in tears. I will be so unhappy for the rest of my life. Is that really what I will, you want? I will never forgive you. Yeah. And because um, and he says like, may you grow old with him. And I was just like, hmm. Sir, he's already old. Oh, no, her mom says that. She says that. She says, may you grow old with him. And I was just like, mm, ma'am. Um, yeah, is, is marrying him more important than I am? Yeah. Way to really stick just it really to your dad. <laughs> really get that knife Dig in. Dig that, oh. that knife in. Neef. Neef. So, no, the, I yeah, think that... And then I think the conversation, like, trans over to the, to the barn and then model comes in at this point right yeah because yeah. i mean it gets to a point it's like i won't force you yeah and she's like thank god and then she's like now you know who you could force me to marry this young fellow over here <laughs> the tailor yeah yeah he, do and he doesn't he even have a sewing amazing. machine <laughs> and like he's like really trying to work with the courage she's like uh i really need to talk no I'll, I'll say something and he's like please don't yell at me um and then, I do. And he I was do like, love that he said that though. I love that he stood up for himself. Yeah, I mean, it was very. Um, it was a little mousy, but he did it. And then ba baby he steps. Then later yells at him, so <laughs> it didn't really have that strong of an effect. Nope. But um, it was, it was like, no, you like they pledged themselves to like years ago to each other. Yeah. They like matched themselves. It was like you match yourselves. What's next? Who's going to perform the ceremony? You going to do that yourselves too? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Okay. And then it's um, like you gave each other a pledge, and then we get into Tevi's monologue. They gave each other Zidal and Modal. Yes. Which And he's always so far away from them during this. Um, like during these. Emotionally. Yes. Until he gets closer. Mm. Um and, and and this is uh kind of what I was talking about earlier about how I did not like the look you just gave me. Oh it made me uncomfortable. Continue. Um Yes, yeah, so this kind of gets into what I was talking about earlier about how when we see Tevya like talking to God early in the movie and seeing that sort of intimate relationship he has with his faith um, that carries through in the way he deals with a lot of these situations that challenge him. So like in this particular case, he's dealing with a situation he never thought he would have to deal with. He's like, what do you mean you already made a match for yourself? Like, that's my job. I'm the papa. Like, I'm the one who's supposed to do that. You know, you did this without even consulting me. Like, you just made your own match and didn't even come to me about it. Um, and he's getting through this and figuring out how to deal with this by once again like talking to god and just having this kind of intimate conversation with him and he comes to the conclusion like well i do want her to be happy and i thought she would be happy with laser but if that's not what she wants if that's not what's going to make her happy then that is something that i want to consider mm -hmm. and he and is she learning does, how to talk like a man and she does love him and isn't that what matters yeah oh. And so he decide. Finally, he's like, "Well, when should when should we have the wedding?" And they're so joyous, they're so happy. Um, and then realizes, oh, realizes he's gonna have to tell his wife about this. Yeah. But then we get to the song uh, "Miracle of Miracles," mm -hmm. which is like just some good old frolicking in the woods. It's so cute. honestly, if you frolicked in the woods more, you'd be happier. You being Campbell. <laughs> oh, I was like, hmm, I frolic in the woods plenty. 
Um, so yeah, miracle of miracles. So they, I know, That's... a lot of biblical references in the song, just talking about, um, you know, miracles like from their faith, like stories they've heard. Um, but the biggest miracle of all that they can actually spend the last with one another. It's so cute. And, um, and also, oh, an important thing that we kind of skipped over during this scene when, um, Tefia is just like, oh, you're just a poor tailor. This time oh. model says, yes. And even a poor tailor deserves some happiness. And you see Zaito just look over him, just like, like simultaneously in awe and just so proud. Like she's like, yes, you do deserve happiness. I've been telling you this this whole time. No. What is going on? She's like, I'm proud of you, babe. But yeah, like when when he's like, oh yeah, you can see it in her face, like she really loves him, and you, and you really can like during the scene or during the song Miracle of Miracles when he's saying like, but the best thing about this is that like I get you, like I get you as my wife, I get to love you for the rest of my life, and her face is elated, and it's adorable, and I love it so much. Yeah, and then we get into um, the next daughter. Um, what's her name? Uh, no 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 the daughter after that um, Hava. 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 um so she's like kind of walking and then she gets harassed by the russian orthodox men yeah and um it's stopped by fietka accosted they she's accosted, a, she's accosted. the first i was gonna say assaulted and i was like that's not the word um uh fietka played by ray uh lovelock um and he's like yo step off yeah, like, leave her alone. What, what are you doing? And yeah. then he, like, tries to put on the moves on her. It's like... Saying he's educated, I mean, that he, he likes to yeah. read. She's not like other girls. She <laughs> reads books. Yeah, and he's just like, I'm a pleasant fellow. I'm charming and I'm honest. And it's just like, and you're so modest, I mean, too. that's the last thing he said. And I'm humble. Yeah. And it's just like, mm, okay. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was the bit. Yes. Is that, that's why it was... Is that not the at. Brooklyn Nine-Nine thing where Gina was like... I'm the only thing I'm not good at is modesty because I'm great at it. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, yeah, and so we see, we see them meet and we see them kind of exchange. And you can see that she's a little hesitant, um, but she does she does definitely like there's there's yeah. Like something I mean, uh, Fedkev's like oh he tries to excuse the behaviors like they don't mean no harm and she's like don't they? Yeah. It's like hell yeah. Yeah. Stick yeah. up for yourself, girl. Um, and he's all, he's all stabbing in the eyes. He's, he's also coming across like I know I'm good. I know I can work this a little bit. Yeah, but he's at least nicer than the other yes. guys, which says something, you know. Yeah. It says and something. so he's like, well, if you like to read, there's a book that I'd like really. I if you want to borrow it, maybe we can talk about it. Yeah. And she's and, like, no, and she, and then he's like, uh, <laughs> there's no reason you should say no. And I'm like, okay, dude. She was just accosted. Yeah. This. And by your people. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of this savior complex you got going on right now. Yeah, this white knight complex. Um, and, yeah, and then, then she's, like, walking, or, like, she agrees. And he, and he like, was like, why? Because I'm not Jewish? And she was like... I mean, kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like, more specifically because you're Russian, but also kind of, yeah. More specifically yeah. because we're being oppressed by your... You. Mm -hmm. So... So, yeah. yeah. And no. so, but she takes the book and she, like, I oh, know. No, thank you. She is smitten. Yeah. And then we get to one of my favorite scenes of this movie. Oh, my God. In bed, husband and wife. No. <laughs> He's like, How am I going to, how am I going to say this to her? She's asleep. So he screams in her face. 
pretends to be sleeping and she's like, oh, I just have a, a horrible nightmare. And she's like, tell me what the dream was about and I'll tell you what it means. And then completely, he fakes a night terror, basically. completely manipulates his wife. Yep. Have we mentioned that um, Laser Wolf was previously married? We did not. So previously, oh, previously right. married um, to uh, Frumacera. Um, did they say how she died? No. That's my knowledge. Doesn't matter. She's dead. She did. Um, and it's like, I just, Laser Wolf's first wife was just here. And he's like, don't be frightened when I tell you. And she was like, okay, I'm not going to be frightened. Um, and then we get to Tevi's dream. Um, so we see, you know, a granduncle Mordecai, uh, cousin Rachel, and then um, her grandmother is idle, um, kind of like warming them. So they're like still in their bed, but it's in a graveyard. And these all like their ancestors deceased family yeah. are coming to tell him is like oh no like i'm so proud of you for like who she has to marry that uh Zidal, um your child named after me is marrying such a wonderful person as that taylor yeah and they're like taylor and she's like yeah model and they're just like no she's marrying laser and she's like she cannot marry laser under any circumstances and they're like no it was such a match i prayed for a match such as this um, and then we see, uh, Frumacera come from the grave. Okay. The acting of Ruth Maddock. <laughs> Incredible. Yes. Both, uh, the able, it's because like the fact is she's like really tall. She has a really like ghostly ga- gla- gown. She's coming from the grave. So she's on some sort of like stilt apparatus that should be swiveling kind of And around. she's like looking mm-hmm. down on everybody. She cannot be bothered by it. <laughs> she does really well in this. In this really part. good body work. Yeah. Uh, is, and I is, feel like that would be something. Does she do the high pitch voice? Is that her? I really yeah. ha- I love that. because Oh, like, like the it's ghostly like, it's whale? It's like haunting. Yeah. It's amazingly haunting. And this is this is like what I was saying before the how they can be both like these actors are so good at the drama of the um, the romance, but also like the comedy and somewhat slapstick. Yeah. Seamlessly. Yeah, and, and, and I think is now Gold is terrified. Yeah, and I think that's what makes it because all of those different parts and different aspects are in balance with each other and that's what makes it still really good because that's what life is like life has comedy and it has drama and it has tragedy and it has like all those types of things but they're in balance to each other and no one yeah just thing, watch freeform <laughs> and no one thing is like particularly exaggerated and i think this movie has a very good balance where the comedy does the comedy part the comedy parts don't get like over exaggerated it's just like I mean, it is well, a natural part of what's happening it, but at the same time it is very exaggerated yeah but in a way that doesn't it feel yeah it's not forced. it doesn't feel cringy yeah yeah um and so it was like do you have no considerations for a woman and be like you know what if they get married after three weeks i'm gonna go find her i'm gonna take her by the throat and like i'm gonna kill her yep and that's what's going to happen if she marries Laser. So she needs to marry Model. And then the wife is just like, oh my gosh, well, she has to marry Model. Yeah. And he's like, well, I have some good news for you. <laughs> <laughs> she's marrying him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, thank goodness, and goes to sleep. And then he, that smug motherfucker. 
And that's what? why it's so funny later on when he's just like, uh, Perchick, I know how to handle my wife. And it's like, mm. I mean, you do, but that's problematic. I also yeah. love how they both <laughs> just oh. played each other throughout this whole thing. Like, she played him to try to go get to, For sure. To try to go get to talk to Laser, and then he played her. It's like, yeah, no. Laser's not going to work out. Um, okay, so now we get to the wedding, and that's a very nice hat model. Oh, the big-ass top hat? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's he's, a solid. He's so hat. happy. Um, that was my. That was honestly my favorite. Part. Oh, but before that, before we get to the wet, or maybe while they're doing the wedding or something, there's a side scene where we see the constable with his uh, boss, I guess the whoever is over him, uh, telling him like, "Hey, you got to do this," and he's like, "I don't wanna," and he's like, "Well, you gotta." And then we go into the wedding. That's kind of kind of similar to the one after the um, when. Uh, they were all drinking at the bar and everything, and the constable talked to Tevia. Yeah. It's kind of like Because it's, 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 it's a continuation it's, it's very, of It's very subtle. It's not very major, but it still has, yeah. like, it still has compounding effects later on. Exactly. And, and you see these things developing throughout the course of the movie in a way that's very subtle. And, and I think that's critical to the way the story is told, because you see that they're just they're truly just living their lives and these other things are happening like these other little developments like it seems so small and quick like it's literally like a 30 second scene if not less um and it's so small and quick but it has such a that scene and that decision that you see has such a devastating effect on their lives and it's it's really kind of driving home that idea like they're just living their lives and doing the best that they can and coping with whatever they have going on and then these other factors completely outside of their realm of control are drastically and detrimentally affecting them it also goes back to that snowballing effect that i mentioned earlier because he had the snowballing effect oh yeah the snowballing effect with his family in addition to what is going on around the world around the world or specifically with his town as well yeah so it's like it's because at first it was just they read uh, an article in the paper and then it's like this instance, and then it's like every other scene. It's something, and then it's every scene. This is all that. Yeah, happened. like yeah. like the newspaper article, like you said, and then like um, when he met outside, and then this, yep. and then it's just continuously. And as we go on through the movie, it's just going to continuously get more and more leading up to the ending. Yeah. So the Russian official, uh, played by Vernon Dopchev, um, was like, "Do you like these troublemakers?" <sighs> I'm already done with him. He's on screen for like 20 seconds, and I'm so done with him. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. So then we get to the wedding processional, and what a sweet, sweet clarinet that starts it off. It's good. And we hear the song, Sunrise Sunset, which I did not know was from this movie. I've only ever... Oh, but also Laser Wolf and Yenta are like kind of like eye each other when they're walking with everyone. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. they're like, we both got screwed by Yeah, this. Laser Wolf is definitely salty. Yeah, yeah, but then, yeah, Sunrise, Sunset. Great. And this is one of the songs that, um, I don't know, like, I don't remember getting older, growing older. When, That's when not something did they? You think. Yeah, like, when did they? Yeah. And then thinking about yourselves, like, I don't, I don't remember getting to this point. Like, obviously, I'm older. The years have gone by. But, like... I, this is not something I focus on. It like really hits you all at once. And I felt that same. I was like, especially um, like hanging out with y'all, we've been friends for years and I've like still very good friends with friends I've been with 
like since like the second it's, grade. It's honestly baffling. To and kinda... I like see y'all pretty much how I like first met y'all. I mm-hmm. understand we're not those people anymore and we've definitely grown. But it's it's weird, man. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I, I think it's like it's when definitely... you have like friends that have younger siblings that are now graduating college. And I was like, no, but you were in preschool. What? Yeah. Yeah. No, like it's, it, it's definitely baffling just to think of the idea that like me and Cam- like me and you, Campbell, we met eight years ago. Yeah. Eight, like eight years yeah. seems like such a long period of time. And it's just like, yeah, no. A lot has happened since yeah. then. Yeah. 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 I do love like like going like with that like I love the combination of like the deep like going into actual actually how they sing and everything the deep yeah. voices from the men and then the higher slightly higher pitch from the women it's just like a haunting combination a little bit I love yes, that I agree I love the space it creates yeah, because it's not, because normally that space would be filled by, like, altar and tenor, mm-hmm. um, where, like, you have, like, the high sopranos, altar, tenor, and then sometimes, like, bass and baritone. But this, I feel like this song is, it's either just soprano and tenor or just soprano and bass. And so it leaves that big gap, which gives it that haunting sort of feel. Yeah. Yeah. Because it feels, it feels hollow in a sort of way. I mean, and that's how they feel, like, just, like, for both of them, they have seen these kids, I mean... One is their daughter. Yeah. But even Modal, um, this was just a little kid that would just play in their yard. Yeah. Um, oh, and then we see Perichik and uh, Hoddle um, looking at them. They're like, they look good together. Could this could this be me? Could this be us? Happy yeah. by my choice. This could be us. Would you play in? It's another situation of like where they had the um, the Sabbath essentially where you have the close-up on different people's faces and you can see how more of these relationships develop yeah yeah and and once again like you're seeing the juxtaposition of the older generation um like looking back and saying like oh my gosh like time is passing so fast like when did all these kids grow up to like the current generation like getting married and starting their lives as adults and like moving on from their youth to Granted, technically the same the same generation, but the the youth still um, starting to transition into that period of adulthood. Yeah, like starting to see like this is what my life could be. You know. Yeah. 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 And it's it's, it's just very powerful the way it's done. Um, so then we get to the wedding celebration and the bottle dance, mm-hmm. um, which isn't like. A traditional Jewish dance. It was like just for this movie, just choreographed for this movie. Oh, it was really cool. Yeah, I loved it. Um, well, yeah, because because uh, because the move that they were doing, like that, um, the dance where you're like on your knees, like you're lunging, and then mm-hmm. you do like the lunge the and the yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that's actually a more traditional, like like Russian mm-hmm. dance, um, not necessarily a Jewish dance. I mean, they're they, they, they're Ukrainian, but you, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, and so I think this is really cute scene. I love weddings and I love receptions, and I love seeing different cultural like weddings and celebrations and stuff. Um, and this one was interesting because, like, we so we start off with they're like giving the speeches and everything like that, and they're giving gifts. again solid clarinet is going on, and that should be you know duly noted. And I'm glad that you are noting it, Campbell. Thank you, Raven. You're welcome. Um, and 
yeah and so and so we see some of the like there's like giving gifts to the bride and groom to start their new life um and we see like oh uh laser keep going oh we see that oh like laser's giving them five chickens and he's like you know what there's no hard feelings like it's fine everything's okay even though like you did promise her to me but like everything's okay like it's fine just like the um horse in the beginning yep everything is not fine nope because he's like i humbly accept this gift like modal keeps on trying to stand up and, and he's like nope Tevia is just like sit your ass down stop standing up dude yeah. um and then he like gives it he gives a speech and be like what he believes in and he's like oh i don't uh lazy's like i don't have to hear your talks i'm not marrying your daughter he's like haha we're joking about it and he's like keeps on talking he's like no one wants to hear it and then he's like yeah my man Mark was like no you're not and just like complete chaos yeah yeah and so uh that keeps going back and forth and he's just like you know what i don't want your diseased chickens anyway they're not diseased and then then model's just like um those are my chickens sir and he's sit down (laughs) and then they like you know the voice of reason yeah the rabbi indeed who is just like hey let's sit down let's calm this is a wedding let's mm-hmm. be happy you know let's just let's revel together celebrate let it be a joyous occasion yeah yeah and then we see Perchik, who kind of like comes in with his because new... they're segregated by sex yeah yeah um who comes in with this new hot topic city slick uh he's been living in sin Indeed. And I'm And he suggests that maybe he could dance with a woman. <gasps> the how scandalous. Did you say a woman? Oh, my stars. Indeed I did. My. Um and then he I'm fanning myself. He approaches the women and says, Will any of you dance with me? And then Huddle decides that she will dance with him like some kind of whore well and harlot harlot and then they go to the <laughs> rabbi it's like no this is forbidden you can't do this and the rabbi is like it's well, not explicitly it's not it's not forbidden and Tevye is like you heard it it's not forbidden it's not i will book. support my family yep it's not in the good book and then he was like, you know what? I will dance. I will dance with my wife. And she was like, no, you're not. And he was like, I'm, I'm dancing with like, my wife. <laughs> oh, and they the start abs- dancing. The absolute stud is just being like, clap. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. I do, love, I do love how he starts dancing with the rabbi. And then he like low key, just like subtly. Uh, switches hands, it. Yeah, it switches daughter. the rabbi with like his daughter, and the rabbi like freaks out and then puts like a cloth. And then takes a cloth out. It's like he's like, <gasps> we need to do this correctly. Let's do this right. <laughs> and then like everyone's just having a good old time. Yeah. And then it gets ruined and by bigoted then, racists. Which uh, it, uh, Lord, the Russians invade. The yeah. demonstration. Then that the was right. They just wreck all their shit. Um. Yeah. This is their demonstration. Where they like start breaking everything, and then um, the constable will be like, "Hey, let's stop. Let's stop here. Let's leave." We made you our want... point. I like this guy. We made our point. Let's this go. Guy. Like this, this guy. This guy. This area. This, his home. At this point, they... we're not touching anymore. Yeah. At this point, but we're still gonna go wreck the rest. At of this point, they've already fire, destroyed all of like the presents for the wedding. They've basically just wrecked a lot yep. of stuff. Where they attacked Perchik. Yeah. yeah. 
So like mint, like there wasn't a lot of damage to people, but a lot of property damage was done. So and it's kind of meant to just like, people who are already not wealthy just getting put down a little bit more. And I think it, like, I don't know, I know you guys have seen this before, but I don't know, like, for people who, like, for people who also, like, watch it for the first time or whatever, I don't know if I'm, I was alone in thinking this or if this was, like, always the implication. But for me, when the constable first said, like, oh, hey, by the way, there's going to be a, de- a demonstration, I just want to let you know because I like you, like, blah, blah, blah. In my mind, I was picturing... Definitely something less destructive. I was thinking something still very oppressive, still like horrible and like hurtful to the village and to the people, but like not literally just, oh, we're just going to ride in on our horses, break all your shit and then leave. Like I, that's not what I pictured. I thought it was going to be like a, oh, like one of the leaders is going to come down and give a speech about how all of you are subservient to us and you're all shitheads and we don't like you. Yeah. And then we're going to leave. Like I didn't think we were literally going to like destroy your homes. Like, because what is the value in that? I kind I, I kind of had like a, um, like the value to them is sending a message. Yeah. What was it? Um, have you guys seen the newest or well, not the newest? They're all kind of old, but like it's Hunger Games. Oh, like Shrek films. Hunger Games. Like the third movie or whatever it was like. Mockingjay. It was part the one. third book. Third book, part one. Or whatever, yeah. when someone's yeah. getting literally tortured in the middle of the square, my my yeah. mind was basically of the I was of the mind where it was just going to be like someone might die, or that's because I did yeah the first time a, I saw this I did think someone was going to die send, sending a message and demonstrating your powers like we can take your life, this will happen do not disobey us your safety is not assured exactly is what they're conveying to these people so this was basically a this is not your place. Yeah, mm-hmm. we are in control. <sighs> Just yeah, no tension. Yeah. Tension. Uh, so that's then, the tension? Act one. Well, Teddy is like, high. well, are we going to clean up or what? And then it, the act one ends with him, you know. They're just sadly cleaning up, chatting up with you know the man upstairs. Yeah, being like, dude, what's up? It's like for Why? real, for realsies. Like on this day of all days. Yeah. Yeah. On the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> so we are now at Act Two. <laughs> so much for that intermission. And they're harvesting crops. Indeed. And we get into a reprise of traditions. Traditions. Tradition. Yes. Um, and at this point, I think it's fun. So he's like, you know, updating people what's going on. Model and Zidal. They're married, um, super poor. They're as poor as squirrels in winter, um, but they're they're just too happy to be miserable. Yeah, but couldn't you just take a second and get him a sewing machine? That would be really nice. He doesn't have money either. No, that that's what he says to God. Oh, I thought you were saying to like Tevya. I was like, no, that, that's oh, what... and I love how like out of everything, he was like, he just give that poor, stupid, weak, <laughs> annoying. Won't shut the Can't fuck up about tailing. <laughs> just, just a sewing machine, please. Because he loves him so much. Yeah. It's his son. His first son. Yeah. Because he actually is younger than him. Yeah. Unlike yeah. Laser. Um, horse is still not good, though. So that's nope. a bummer. Solid. If you could fix that, too, that'd be great. Solid. So Solid then we see... By the way, Raven. 
Thank you. Always and forever. Um, then we see uh, Hodel and Perchek arguing because he was like, I gotta, I gotta go. Um, the people, the, the, they call me. He has to go back to Kiev because he really wants to like fight the injustice mm-hmm. for the working class. Um, and he's like, I gotta go tomorrow morning. Um, I just have to. And she was like, oh, fucking go then. Um, if you want to leave me. And then he was like, I do have a question for you, uh, a political question um, involving uh, marriage. And she was like, is that political? And he's like, of course. Everything is political, which everything is political. Um, yeah, he's like, he's like the relation- not in a negative way, just like as a fact. Yeah. He's like, the relationship between a man and woman is of a socioeconomic base. And it's like, it's about this. And it's about this. And she was like, well, also affection. He's like, eh, yeah, that's an important, that's an important parameter. And such a romantic he's doing great with the ladies yeah and she's just like and like everything he lists she's just like but also affection he's just like yeah yeah sure and, and then she's like are you asking me to marry you and he was like theoretically and she's like well then i always dreamed of it <laughs> and she's like well then yeah and i'm just like so are, y- are y'all engaged now like is that is that what just happened? Yeah. Or is there still questions? Yeah. Because it seems like there are still questions. And so they're going they tell Tevye and they're like, yeah. No, and they're like, We're not asking, asking you. We just want your blessing. Yeah. And then we go to his monologue again, now about um, his other daughter. Um, not even asking permission, him struggling, it was like what happened to tra- uh, tradition? Like it's tradition that I give permission. Yeah. For this, but, but, uh, but I... with Zaitol and Model, it was tradition that he decide the match. Yeah. Now it's just like it's it's like the progression of it. Like first Zaitol and Model, like they made the match themselves, but then asked his permission. Now they've made the match th- themselves, and they're not asking his permission, but they will ask his blessing. And then, and it... then and then he's like, oh, "This is unacceptable." But Adam and Eve didn't have a matchmaker. Yeah. And he like. He does, she does love him. And then again, he looks in his daughter's eyes. Mistake. Yeah. And then he was like, I've decided to give you my blessing and my permission. I'm, <laughs> I'm the one allowing this. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll yeah, let okay, you play. Cool, cool, yeah, cool. We'll, we'll let you pretend. And then it's because like, it was like, oh, you're going to Kiev. Like, what about you? It's like, yeah, when ready, like when it, uh, things are good to go, I'll like sin for her and stuff. Yeah. And we'll um, get married. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, he is like legitimately, even though he's upset with the way it happened and it's probably not the match he, well, maybe it, it, he would have eventually chosen that he, match, he, but. I mean, he's always a fan. Of course, he like wants her to be someone like well off, but he does really like, like him. He's an academic. That's yeah. something he wanted for himself. Totally okay with it. I mean, if he wasn't okay with him, it, I don't, I think he would have put more of of a fight absolutely but project is a good guy yeah and, and like he, treating her he well. is legitimately considering her happiness and he does say like one of the major deciding factors is that she is in love with him and she is happy with him and it's it's still just that like well maybe this is god's plan like maybe this is what he ordained and who am i to go against that especially when she's so happy you know yeah yeah which i love um yeah and so and so then um once again he's just like oh how am i gonna tell your mother and perchick is just like well you could always just tell i have a rich uncle and he's like perchick i know how to handle my wife 
And then he basically ends up telling her that he has a rich uncle. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> have some soup. Um, it's like, oh, no. And then he, like, tells her, and then he runs away. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> but then he, like, comes back, and he was like, hey, Goldie, do you love me? I love this scene so and much. And she was like, don't be, like, what, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you even saying to me right now? Eat your soup. Do whatever. I don't, I don't know what you're saying to me. Yeah. This is a really sweet song. It's so it reminds me a lot maybe it's indigestion you're a fool it reminds me a lot of uh i can't remember the name of the song but the scene in hairspray when they have sex outside the mom and the dad um when they're patrick you were concerned (laughs) are you talking about the john travolta yes his best role when um she, you're timeless to me. You're timeless to me. When she thinks, and Christopher Walken. When she thinks that he cheated on her, Michelle Pfeiffer, but he didn't because she was being. She was setting him up for that. Scene. Yes, I was trying not to be uh, derogatory towards yes, women. Yes, um, even though I was earlier, but like that's a joke. You did call her a whore. I did, but like, that's a joke. Um, but like with it wouldn't have been a joke for this one. So I was like, I, I don't want to do that. Um, yeah, when she was trying to set him up to look like he was cheating on her, and then she like locked him out for a second, but then they like got back together, and then they like low key had sex outside. Um, like they tried to make that's it... the vibe of this song. Raven says, <laughs> um, but it's that same feeling of like kind of not re- sort of rediscovering, but just like actually stating that love because it's just, like I would I think it's different actually. Because I feel like your timeless to me it was like this is what we've always had we've always been like this together, but this for Golda this is her realization, this is the first time she's allowed herself to think about love in this relationship. That's fair. They okay. met twenty five years ago, during the wedding they were both terrified, and then yeah. she was like, "What do you mean? Do you do I love you? What does that even mean? I'm your wife. Love? We sleep in the same bed. I like have all your children." Yeah. And she was like, "Is that what it is?" And he was, she was like, "Huh." Yeah, because I she, suppose I she do. says, "If that's not love, then what is?" And I, and I think that's interesting because I think and that's... I think when she says that, she realizes that it's yeah. not that she was like, "No, of course, you idiot." That's she, fair. She's just like, "Oh." Huh. It's like when, um, you know, there's some people that to like work through their like thoughts and feelings, they need to discuss them and like talk to someone with it. Yes, I do. Yeah. Cause I don't, we talked about it last I don't night. agree with it, um, but I do. <laughs> um, so this is, this song is what she's doing. Yeah. I, yeah. I love the and... fact that I have this right now on my phone. Cause I've been trying to like go through and match up a little bit as we've been going mm-hmm. through, like just, just like scene clips and everything. And I found one of the really good ones. And it's like, it's Golda like leaning against the wall, looking into the distance with Tevier behind her, like trying to make his argument. And it's like the mm-hmm. moment where she realizes, yes. Yeah. It was like, yes. And she was like, huh, I suppose I do. Cause she's, Love she's you. always come across this, like throughout this movie, like she's come across as this strong woman who's been like she's been this is her duty she's been in yeah she's been in the background of it but it's also she like she's like she's having these fe- she's had these feelings as well yeah and, I, and, and she I just think... hasn't allowed her to this point to like explore, re- them. explore them and let herself 
like consider them because she was like no i'm like your wife i milk your cow i've like raised your children yeah it's never on the forefront but until he like directly asked he's like hey do you love me it's really i really like that scene a lot yeah because she because especially when she says it doesn't change a thing but even so after 25 years it's nice to know especially because it's her saying that yeah because she's saying like oh yeah like it's it's like it doesn't change anything but it changes everything she's like hey yeah um and then we get to um perchik um who's protesting leading a protest um trying to you know express to the students the workers um things ain't right um yeah and so you see like the the russian soldiers just kind of just like watching just like where is this going to go how are we going to break this up you know yeah and then like you know they start scattering people are getting like hurt like attacked yeah um Perchek, you don't have to carry the flag. No, you don't but have he to, wants to. He wants to. I mean, then he drops it and someone else picks it up for yeah. him. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Look at that. Um, but yeah, then we go to um, Zydel and Yenta. And Yenta's like, oh, funny story. I just went to the post office and Zydel was like, oh, good for you. Let me get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to mean, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I saw that um, Perchek had a letter for your sister. It's like, oh, good. She was looking for it. I'll, I'll tell her. And she was like, don't, you don't, no need. I have it right here. And she was like, <sighs> okay. okay. And she was like, is this opened? And she was and she's like, like, it just happened to be opened. And she's like, okay. And, yeah, and to let people. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and so then we kind of cut to see Hoddle and Tevya at, uh, at, at the train station. Oh, there's, this and... was such an emotional. This is, oh a, this isn't like, just like Sunrise Sunset, it's a song that like made me really like, I really, really consider my feelings related to like what they were talking about. Yeah. 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 So, um, this is presumably the time that, you know, Perchick is like sending for her and they're going to go get married. And because he, he is in jail. Yep. In Siberia. And Tevi's just like, oh, he's in the gulag? Like, what kind? He's like, what kind of trouble is he in? Like, are you going to tell me? Like, it, like, what is this? Like, how serious is it? Like, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she's just like, well, he's in a settlement in Siberia. Yeah. And he's just like, Siberia. He's like, but no, no, no. He's innocent. He's like, he has troubles, though. That doesn't mean he's innocent. And, he, and she was like, um, excuse you. you. How about them good book apples thrown back at you, Dad? <laughs> Um, and he was like, no, I guess you're right. Those You people. are correct. It's like Moses wasn't like, he was, she was like, what about Moses? And he was like, damn it. Facts. <laughs> she, fuck. <laughs> she learned <laughs> too much. Don't come at me with your facts. <laughs> <laughs> and your logic. How dare you tell me my words <laughs> for your betterment? Um, and so then we get into the song, Far From The Home I Love. <sighs> And this is basically her saying, like, I, it's not even necessarily that I want to leave this place. Like, I do, like, this is my home, and I love you, and I love having grown up here, and, like, this is everything that I know, but, and, because she says, like, who could have, who could have known a man would, or something along the lines, I don't think I wrote it down exactly, right? But who could have known a man would come who would change the shape of my dreams? Like, literally Mm -hmm. saying, like, yeah, like, there was a time I would have been happy staying here in the home that I love forever and just like eking out a living here but then he came along and before i knew it like everything i wanted 
changed. Not saying that I still don't love this because I do with yeah. my entire being. So like it's still my home. It's my family. It's everything that I've known up until this point. But now I also love him. Yeah. And I. I like she has to go because yeah. she says, "There with my love, I am home." <laughs> I love that. This song. Oh my gosh, I love so much. Um, and you can literally see the tears in Topol's eyes. And you hear it in scene. her voice. It, the, yes. the, and it's not like a... It's one of those uh, music that the sadness is such a warmth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like warm honey. Yeah. So then she gets on the train and goes off to meet up with Pershik in Siberia. Mm-hmm. And so then we cut over to... Uh, the... Bye forever, see you never. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that I have that on a mug. So then we go to the temple. Back in Anatevka. Yep. Um, and we see the rabbi and presumably other elders of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, ba, 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 ba. They get more bad news. Um, and then they're like, wait, they get good news. Um... <laughs> Zidal in their family. Model and Zidal. There's a new arrival. Everyone in town, they're like, stop everything. We have to go. They all go. It's like, let me see it. Let me see it. Model has a sewing machine. I literally started writing down. Model and Zidal are having a... And then I had to cross it out and put down, they got a sewing machine. And <laughs> I, I love how, even for like the so Like, this is what I was talking about, like... Together, they celebrate their, their joys of individuals in this community is everyone's. Yeah. They are so happy for him and so excited and so ready for him to shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> and like, they're like, let me show you, look how fast it is. And they're like, ooh, ah. And I loved when he was like, oh, Rabbi, is there a blessing for a sewing machine? He was like, there's a blessing for everything. I love this Rabbi. Oh my God. Um, He's a cheeky fella. Yeah. And then. 100%. Just random. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the scene. That's where you stop. Um, and then Golda comes and is like, okay, but like, I, I want to see your baby. Like, yeah, which is funny because like one of the other was like, is it a boy or it's a girl? And they're so excited about the sewing machine. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we know you have a baby. Yeah. But this is like the talk of the town. Yeah. It's and funny. so then. So that expectation. I don't know. That was just a good joke. It was a good joke. It was joke. a good bit. It was like a great way to dupe your audience. Yeah. You know? We were duped. Indeed. We were hoodwinked, bamboozled, railroaded. Schmeckeldorfed. <laughs> but yeah, so then we see Tevya show up because he wants to go in and see the sewing machine. Mm-hmm. But, but he runs into Hava well, and Well, because Hava Fedka. and Fedka were at the book stand. Yes. Like that one vine when the guy was in Panera. is like, because they're like making out the book stand. They're just like smelling each other. Yeah. And it's like, is this allowed? Hey, hey, <laughs> is this allowed? Is that allowed? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so he's just like, what's going on over here? What's all this over here? And uh, he ends up leaving. Fierka ends up leaving. Yeah. And then she's just like, uh, father, I would like to marry him. And he's just like, absolutely the fuck not. No. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I want you to be friends with him from a distance. And like, just can't get over their religious differences. And then she was like, but we, and he's like, we. We what? No. No, no, no. And it's very, like, what's the, how he's, like, you know, he's, like, absolutely not. I'd never speak of this again. I yeah. swear to God. 
never speak of it again. And yeah. she, like, goes off. He walks away. Well, also, so one of the things he says during this scene, when she's, like, trying to, like, justify it to him, and he's just like, it would never work. Like, it doesn't make sense. You come from completely different That's why he's like, we things. think it would work. Yeah, and he's, he says, um, a bird and a fish, a bird may love a fish, but where would they build a home together? And this is a concept. Like, the reason I wrote down this quote is because this... What if a bird is like a duck? True. Um, but this is a concept a of, like, I feel like Penguin? is a common tool, like, strategy, I guess. is like, it's like in, in theory, like, that saying or that thought is, like, it seems logical, but it's, like, of course they're going to have their issues. Like, and that's my thing, like, in in interfaith or interracial or like intercultural relationships, there are always going to be things that you're never going to agree on. There's always going to be things that you're never going to understand about the other. And it's going to be places that you have to meet in the middle. It doesn't mean that it's unworkable. I guess the problem with that kind of thinking, one, in, in retrospective to the way this is cast, again, it's 1904. Things are mm -hmm. very much, this is the way they are. This is tradition yep. yeah this is the way they are and then the other thing is also it depends on how people are willing to change and how it 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 depend like it's how people are suspect to change i guess is the way it is like are you willing exactly. are you willing yeah. to accept this or are you not willing to upset to accept this and it varies from person to person and it's just in this manner, he's he's gone through so much change already, considering mm -hmm. there there was a match for his eldest daughter, Zidal, and Laser Wolf, which was changed through her feelings, which was new to him still. Same thing for his middle daughter, but a little bit different because this other guy came in, and it was completely different. It was a lot of different like it's two completely different situations and this is where the snowball is really taking effect yeah he, not only is his daughter taking a taking affection for someone who he doesn't really understand or doesn't know she's taking affection for somebody who's he's been an enemy almost with yeah. which yeah. which really just changed he's been oppressed by yeah. you could his and people. you could tell from the wedding the wedding scene, which would, which obviously you would have bad blood with, but yeah, even his and, friend, how he talks to him, the yeah, like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, we're friends, I'm friendly with you, but in his mind, because I have, I don't have another choice, yeah, and if he has has been given the choice to, for that, I understand his character is like absolutely not, yeah, and 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 that's also something that's right. I think. Um, Again, like the fact that the difference between this relationship um, is primarily the religion aspect. Um, again, is is it's it's important the way they framed his relationship with his with his faith up until now. Because again, like with um, where he's just like he can't turn his back on his faith. Like he's like I can change my views on wanting a rich man i can change my views on wanting them to ask me permission i can change my views on all these things but i can't change my views on my beliefs and my religion and my faith and i feel like that's what i have to do to accept this union yeah yeah so moving right along yes 
Um, we get to... So then we see Golda, and she goes to the Russian Orthodox Church, and she's, like, hiding herself, but totally distraught. And she was like, I need to see the Reverend Father. I, like, I gotta. It's, like, about my daughter. Like, I have to. Gotcha. Um, really trying to figure out, like, what happened, like, what's going on. Um, then you see her come running to Tevya, and it's like, she's gone. We can't find her anywhere. And it's like, no, she has to be around here somewhere. But it was like, no, like, I went to the church. Apparently, they're married. And Tevya is like, she is dead to us. That's it. Yeah. Kind of a rough scene. Um... And he was like, we have other kids at home. We, we need to get back to work. Um, such a such a long movie. She has slighted sure. us so badly. Um, that's it. That's done. Well, no, well, actually, uh, no Candusville baby doll. One of like the nicest looking scenes that I've seen is just like the three daughters dancing over the uh, sunset, yes. yeah. sunrise. Hava ballet sequence um, is what this song is called, and it's very much Tevia is trying to grapple with his feelings about disowning his daughter. Um, because he was like, you, like, little bird, little um, Havala, um, you were, like, the apple of my eye. You were everything to me. Like, you, he's in such pain for what he's conflicted with between his, like, daughter's choices and his faith. Um, and I think it's really interesting. And this is, like, why I was saying earlier, how just, like, the voice and the music... We don't see anyone's faces. It's just silhouettes of this dance sequence. And then you see, like, the women's, like, suitors slowly get them one by one. Yep. Um, and it's just so beautifully done. Yes. The colors, the sunset, the um, slight silhouettes of, like, you know, like, the top of the grass. Like, you still see the green. It's just there's the, it's, really, it's, really it, well it, done. Like, it's a very, very much focused on what, like... It's very much focused on the daughters and their journeys, mm-hmm. in a very simplistic yeah. manner, and it's 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 great. And just it's kind of just what Tevia sees. Like, there's nothing he can do about it. There's nothing. Well, there's nothing he should do about it, as we would think nowadays. But like, he's just seeing his daughters grow up and move on yeah. from from him and on to the next part of their lives. Which yeah. is great. And then, again, we see the fiddler there at the very end of this dance sequence. Um, and then Hava is there and be like, Papa, like, talk to me. I, like, was looking for you everywhere. Like, we have to talk this out. So we get to the third monologue about his daughter and um, her beloved. Um, and he's like, can I deny my own daughter? And then he goes back. He's like, um, how can I deny my own daughter? How can I turn my back on my faith? Um, and then he comes to, um, like, if I've been that far, I'll break. If I've been so far with, like, the traditions um, that I hold so deal, dear to me, I will not be me. Incorrectly so, but that's the conclusion he reached. He's like, there's... Again, there's, again, it's 19, it's... And he's like, on the other hand, there is no other hand. And he's like, no. Um, it, I think the technical term for this kind of, like... Um, like literary element would be a uh, total bummer. Did you say a total bummer? Yes, I did. 
It's, I believe it's the technical term. A downer. If you let me be a little colloquial. Well, I, I never judged you for if that I before. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I get all my terms from you, so. That's fun. Um, and then, yeah, so that's it. He walks away. Um, and then, so all of his daughters have event essentially, like, moved on. Except for his last two. Uh, except for his last two, which are obviously way too young for this kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yen- Yenta's there with, like, two really young boys. And there's, like, aren't they, like, a little young for this? It's, like, they don't have to get married now. They just got to start But, like, if it. you lock it down now, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, no. But essentially that. And then the... So, eventually, the events of his family have caught up to him a little bit. And now mm-hmm. the events of... Of the world The events him. of the world are coming around him which is um them being evacuated from their town mm-hmm. yeah um nicholas ii his edict um or for all the jewish people in these lands to leave or they will force them out yeah so this is when he's like talking to the constable he's like what do you mean and the constable is like no i like you, you like i'm trying to be your friend he's like you're not He's like, well, you're telling me to leave my land. As of right now, this is still my land. Get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. Like, it's just getting... Tensions are really just getting higher and higher, and it's just not a good situation for anybody right now. No, because they have three days to do this, and some of the um, townsfolk are like, what if we fight back? Um, You know, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Then the whole Um, world will be eyeless and toothless. Yeah, blind and toothless. Um, Tevye was like, wait, wait, we can't do that. And they're arguing, arguing, and the rabbi was like, hey, guys, we we got to pack. We have packing to do. Yeah, very much. Um, because I think it was, it was it Avram or Modal that I was saying, it's like, wouldn't it be like a great time for our, you know, the Messiah, for like the second coming, for our savior to come. And the rabbi was like, we're just going to have to wait for him somewhere else. Yeah. Cheers. That's fair. Anyway, Anatevka. So, this song to me is about like. So, this song is very much um, obviously like trying to cope with a difficult situation. Like, trying to find like. What's so great about this place anyway? Yeah. Like, it's not even a silver lining. It's just like, you know what? It's it's like a sour grapes type of thing, but purposeful sour grapes. Yeah, like, it's like, why are we leaving here? Grass. Yeah, you know, the odd. A like, shack. The odd bench you know yeah and it's like it's like this is your like and like obviously they know this but it's like this is your home and they're so sentimental about it and it's like yeah who cares about this little sweet village of ours <laughs> be strong yeah Ugh, it's and so upsetting my thing is like how many extras did they hire to just stand around looking forlorn for this scene i mean i don't think it was just for this scene what about the wedding march that's true um, so yeah, so this song is basically them saying like, "Hey, we're being forced out of our home," and there, there's it's, literally it's just a place. There's literally nothing we can do about it. We might as well like sort of make the best of it. Like you know, we can like it's all you can do. It's it's all you can do. Like there's nothing they can do to stop this. It's just, well, you know, I'm not gonna miss this thing about it. You know, like this no. wasn't too great. Everything else I loved though. No sad face. Yeah. 
Very sad song. And then so you see the rabbi packing up the Torah, Ult- his books. Yeah. Ultimately destroying the framework that they had set in the fir- very first song. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, Yenta says she's going to the Holy Land, um, telling this to Golda, and it's like they're wishing them the best. Uh, Laser, um, his family um, lives in Chicago, and they're like, hey, we're moving to New York. We'll be neighbors. Yeah. And they give a handshake, and then he walks away, and they're like, wait a second. <laughs> this is the point. They really get over like their mess, and they like hug goodbye. Yeah. They're like, we, we are a community. We are a family, despite you know Everything our troubles. Yeah. Um, it's like one of those and things now, where you come back to it, and it's just like, oh, you're from this. Like It's like when you meet somebody like from like if you're in la and you're like you're from richmond virginia no shit um and so, so yeah they're saying goodbye they're going to america and then um saying goodbye to his horse and his animals his stupid stupid horse i legitimately no good teared horse. up during the scene when he was well, saying yeah, goodbye you should also like that stupid horse movie but you know we need to move on excuse uh, you stupid it is not um and then hava's there and was like hey I have to say goodbye. Yeah. He was like, no, he's not going to listen to you, but he'll hear what I have to say. Yeah. Um, and I was like, hell yeah, girl. Yes, girl. And so he, she was like, hey, bye. Yeah, I just, <laughs> Boy, I just bye. Say goodbye. Like we're, and then um, Fiatka is just like, I love that name, by the way, Fiatka. It's such um, I love Russian names. Oh, but anyway, yeah. So Fiatka is just like, yeah, we just wanted you to know, like we're leaving too because we can't, abide by living with people who would do this like this is yeah. horrible and Tevye's just like yeah sure whatever you can get out oh you know? important um the constables did think before maybe he would be fine because his daughter because his daughter married, married a russian yeah a russian orthodox yeah so person. like he, he did think he was like maybe my one friend who happens to be like not my one friend who happens to be a jew because he was just like you're a good guy even though you're a i jew. have a gay friend <laughs> Also, I don't. I don't even like saying that. Like even quoting the, I don't like it. I don't like the words coming out of my mouth. (laughs) Um, And then it's like not saying anything. And then, um, like the mom and Zidal, they say goodbye and stuff. And um, well, no. The mom doesn't. Oh, that doesn't. Because because the daughter Zidl says like does. yeah, Zidal says uh, goodbye, Hava and Fiatka, and then the dad is just like, and God be with you. And then she looks at the mom, and the mom just like nods like yes, say it. No. But like, Golda doesn't actually say anything without. That's true. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she stands by her man. Which is, and then it's like and, and so maybe. you know it's like it's like we we'll write to you in America. We're gonna be here and stuff. And it's like okay, they're fine. Yeah. Zidal. I would don't forget the baby, which she had a problem with that. Which is just like, I didn't have a problem with that. I'm just like, it's her baby. And then the, <laughs> like, what, what you, how, why are you telling me not to forget my own baby? <laughs> and so they're all leaving, but what is really important, so he has to be like, you know what, Hava, God be with you. Yeah. When he's leaving, the fiddler's still there, which is a metaphor like for his like faith. Mm-hmm despite like changes in life yeah so the fiddler's still there he did not have to sacrifice his faith for accepting his daughter's decisions indeed yeah so he's still and it's shown visually he's still able to keep that despite all of the changes despite his entire world being shaken and ripped apart despite all of the things 
maybe not all of the things that were tradition, but a large percentage of the things he considered just a steadfast within his life being now gone and or straight up destroyed, he still has that steady rock, which is symbolized by the fiddler, the fiddler on the roof. Yeah. The fiddler on the roof, off the roof. Off the roof, yeah. Now the on roof, the ground. The roof, the roof is on fire. It's getting hot in here. I'll take off all your Please don't. What if I just stripped? I would not enjoy it. Let me give you covers. <laughs> that is the That's end of the film. Indeed. So, Raven. Campbell. Tell us more about it. I shall. Yeah, so, so this... Um, this movie was actually, so it's, it's, of course, like, originally based on the 1964, like, Broadway musical of the same name, which was composed by Jerry Bach, um, and lived by Sheldon Harnick. Um, so it's adapted from that, and the score for this one um, was done by John Williams, who, uh I love this man. So John Williams is a composer, conductor, pianist, and a trombonist like um uh what's his name um fuck 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 language jazz we cuss <laughs> all the fucking time go fuck yourself raven i take that back i don't mean it i'm just indignant um glenn miller yeah i was gonna say glenn matthews but that's the janitor's real name in scrubs yeah um <laughs> silly me good old neil flynn so yeah so that's the actor he won celebrity jeopardy one time john oh, williams I, want that I just had a lot of emotions all you once. did uh very quickly um yeah so so john williams is primarily known for composing the score to star wars um yes uh the melody that campbell is humming right now is the melody to jaws i'm not humming i'm duh dying Okay. Humming is... Shut <laughs> up. Uh, which he is humming because John Williams also famously composed the score to Jaws, as well as Close Encounters of a Third Kind, as well as Superman, E.T., Home Alone, the Indiana Jones films, um, the first couple of the Jurassic Park films, Schindler's List, and a ton of others, including some Harry Potter films. He is amazing. I don't think there's ever been a score that I've heard of his that has not absolutely slapped um he's like he's gotten um like the the american film institute selected his score to like the 1977 star wars like episode one as one of as like the greatest film score of all time he's considered one of the greatest film composers of all time and yeah so jerry bach was also involved in um the development of the music for the film adaptation of uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Um, so he also worked... In the 1964 musical on and, Broadway. And in the film version. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so he, yeah, so um, John Williams worked on the composition for the 1971 film version of Fiddler on the Roof. Jerry Bach, he collaborated with on the film version. And Jerry Bach was also the primary composer for the 1964 Broadway version. Um so Jerry Bach, we'll get into him a little bit. So he is a like musical theater composer. Um, so he's been theater. Theater. <laughs> you do it way better. I can't do the the. Notes. It hurts my throat. But you do it so well. You gotta commit. Um, 
hadn't read this part yet. But yeah, so so Jerry Bach was involved in the original production of Fiddler Rogue as well as the film adaptation. Um, so the, he actually won like uh, a Tony Award as Best Composer and Lyricist for um, the Broadway version of Fiddler on the Roof. Um, he's also worked on a number of other things, um, including like Fiorello, which is one of his like primary like best well-known works uh for which he received a tony award a pulitzer prize and a new york drama critics circle award um and he's gotten he's gotten a daytime emmy he's gotten three tonys what did he um, get the daytime emmy for he got the daytime emmy what's the category for outstanding original song in hyphen children shows in animation for what uh, piece of work for the work Wonder Pets, uh, which that's dope as fuck. That's the come cool, on, guys. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Right. So yeah, two fantastic people um, working on this, which I think you know, like as much as we talked about the music throughout this um, throughout this episode, and like how much the music, like not only um, expresses a certain emotion, but physically makes you feel a specific emotion. This is why, because they got incredibly talented people to work on this, um, including one of the people who's involved in the original production of it, who understands like the development of the story and how it was like kind of originally meant to be produced. And then John Williams, who just is John a, who is a legend in and of himself. So anyway, now, now we will uh, be giving a treat in quotation marks for <laughs> heavy quotations. Um, Danny Boy. Um, who has never heard either of us played any instruments? I don't believe. No, you've heard me you. play. You've heard me play the ukulele. Um, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard you like just not, like casually just playing in the in the living room. In the living room for one twenty, yeah. But we will be playing a few selections for um, Fiddler on the Roof, Ooh. specifically uh, traditions and if I were a rich man. Um, with so excited for this. Raven on the hard. violin, who has a very difficult part, because this is a very violin-heavy musical. I am only confident in my ability to play the first 20 measures. And I will be playing the piano, which... Of a four-piece song. Or four-page song. Four-page song. Anyway... I was looking for my violin. Anyway, which we'll is be right there. back. I'll hand you your violin. Be right back. My violin? Hey everyone, in addition to our other nonprofit partners, I would like to do a quick plug for the Daddario Foundation. The Daddario Foundation is a nonprofit grant making organization that provides monetary and product support to high quality music instruction programs on the front line to improve access to music education. And every single cent raised goes directly to getting kids involved in community music programs, acquiring and maintaining instruments, providing college scholarships, and supporting new innovations in music education across 41 U.S. states and 180 cities. They accept monetary donations, of course, but also instruments. So if you have an old instrument that you no longer use, please consider donating it to the Dodario Foundation, where they can get it into the hands of a student in need. However you're able to contribute, you can go to dodariofoundation.org about slash donate. That is Dodario Foundation, D-A-D-D-A-R-I-O, foundation.org slash about slash donate. Now please enjoy the sultry sounds of me and Campbell destroying music. What? Why did you stop? Because I did stop. We were stopping at 36. I... I don't continue to play. No, but you stopped when I was at like 26. 
I stopped at 29. You know what? The chord notes in 22, I played like half notes. And from thenceforth, that eighth note you were playing, you were playing as chord notes. Yep. That's yep. okay. You can just start at 36. Yep, let's do that. Yeah. This may okay. sound like a dumb question, just because I have no idea. When yeah. you guys are when you guys are reading note? sheet music, is it mm-hmm. is it different from instrument to instrument? The, the, okay. So yes the, and no. The actual notes itself, like you have your clef, that yeah. would be different. Some instruments are treble clef, some are bass clef, some are the godforsaken alto clef. Ugh. It doesn't matter. Let's forget about it. But so like treble clef, like the higher instruments, not like the bass instruments, the notes are the same position however some notes are transposed differently and what that means is say i play a concert b flat so you direct the orchestra to all play a concert b flat that is the frequency that will be playing for that note a b flat for a violin is a c for a clarinet which is gross to me so there will be, so, I mean, if you're just, like, reading, like, a staff of music without an instrument, you'll be like, oh, that's an F, that's a G, that's an A, that's all the same. However, if different instruments are brought into the mix, if they have, are transposed differently, say someone may be playing in the key of um, C, say if Raven was playing in the key of C, so no sharps or flats in the key signature, and I was playing clarinet, I'd be cl- playing the key of D, I believe. I don't understand clarinets enough. So to I think it would have a C sharp and an F sharp. So it, so so it, cha- it changes, it changes the notes to play. that you're playing. Yes, yeah. it changes like the notes for, yeah. For oh, okay. Yeah. Um, measure 38. I didn't write this. What is that? It's like, you're like going in between. So it's like a tremolo? I guess so, but like written out. Okay, I'm just not used to seeing tremolos denoted that way. And I've never seen a tremolo, so... Okay, this yeah. This is what MuseScore, like, had, and I was, like, hoping you would know, but That's I, it, it is a tremolo. It probably is. I've just never... Wait, but that doesn't even make sense, because those are half notes. Those are written as half notes. So, back and forth to the... Um, yeah, so it's oh, the tremolo. No. See, I okay, so I know what you're thinking. That's not what a tremolo is. Oh, okay. So if I were playing if I were playing this as what I thought it was, it would sound like Oh. That's what I'm thinking. You're but that doesn't make go... sense because there's four half notes per measure. Yeah, so you would go in between those two notes. That's a trill. That motherfuckers. Okay, see, that's why that's why I'm confused because trills we have a we have a different same. So I don't. I've play? never seen this musical marking before. But the to trail, my knowledge. But uh, I'm just gonna play it that way because I don't know how else to play that. I mean, that's that's what it like supposed to sound like. I think. Okay. Okay. Cool. Oh, but also I should practice the other parts. Give me a yeah. hot. Give me a hot hot second. I'm sorry, Patch. I'm sorry, Campbell. <laughs> wow. Um. It's like twelve thirty. <laughs> You know what? Fuck it. We'll do it live. Let's <laughs> go. Okay. Wait, Raven, are you not going to be on a roof while you do this? Shut up, Patrick. <laughs> right. Count us off, Raven. Okay. One, two, one, two, three, four.
proud of that than any performance we've ever done on this podcast. Nice. All right, let's go back to 150 at 50. Okay, so one, two, three, four, right? Yep. Okay. One, two, one, two, three, four. Okay, I don't have that piece of music on my stand. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love this so much. Yeah, I, it's a really fun one. Oh so my let's gosh. start with the double bars. Yes. I, oh my gosh, I was so nervous about this, and I feel like I'm doing okay. Let's do the, we'll do that, but we'll start, stop at 160, 76, 78. We'll stop at 78 after the, um... Formatas. Sonatas. Formatas. Formata. Formata. What's formata with you? <laughs> we'll stop at the formatas. Um, do whatever you want for 76 and then the formatas because it'll just be you and they'll just follow you. Okay, so we're starting at the double bars and we're going until the formatas. Yeah. Well, we'll play through the formatas. Y yeah. Yeah. Until the 150 tempo again. Yeah. yeah. And then my music gets hard. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. One, two, one, two, three, four. Cool. Are we done? I think besides like Christmas when we did like First Noel, which was a super easy song, I think this is the best I've played on this podcast. I agree. And Thank my part you. was really easy, so it was like I was an accompaniment to you. Yeah, and I really enjoyed it. As opposed to like a duet like we normally do. Yeah. Um, Campbell, how would you rate this musical? I'd give this an 8 out of 10. I agree. I think I would give it an 8.5 or a 9. Um, Raven, we're, obviously we're here right now. Indeed. But we're not always here right now. Um, on December 16th. Uh, 12.41 a.m. I was about to say your address, but I'm not going Please to don't. do that. Um, in um, your bedroom. Mm -hmm. If we're not here, <laughs> where can you find us? Well, Campbell, you can find us on the third planet from the sun hurtling through space and time. Mm -hmm. um, more specifically, if you really want to get granular with the details, you can Into find the needy us... Greedy. Oh, the needy-greedy. The um, You can find us on many different podcast platforms, including like Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. Um, I'm going to try to find some more obscure ones that every week I can say like different Bullhorn. ones. Bullhorn. Yes, that one. Um, also, I think Pandora now. Pandora now, iHeartRadio. Yes. Um, um, Amazon Podcasts. Bunch of different places. Uh, and we hope that when you find us, if you enjoy it, that you will like it, you'll comment, you'll rate us if you can. Patrick, lovely, dear, wonderful Patrick. <gasps> I forgot Is there about this. anything you would like to promote today? Hey, listeners, this is Campbell. Uh, without Raven, audio got messed up, so we are six months later with Patrick. So, Patrick, did you have fun six months ago? Uh, from what I can remember, yeah. Nice. Um, how would you rate Fiddler on the Roof? One to ten. One to ten? Um, I don't know. I think I would err on the side of, like, it's kind of, it feels a little played out sometimes because it is, mm -hmm. like, the com like, the common high school play that everyone does but it's a i do enjoy the story and 
Um, I do like how, how easily accessible it is. I'm pretty sure I mentioned that six months ago. Well, we're going to find out two days from now. <laughs> but um, I, I'd go probably somewhere like in high sixes to the sevens, just because I know that there are a lot of other musicals, plays, and things that I enjoy, and especially with quarantine kind of coming to an end now. Um, I know that me and my mom are excited to go to New York and mm-hmm. see more of those and all, all the fun stuff happening up there. So I'd give it around high sixes to sevens just because I know that there are others that are, in my mind, better. Nice. Um, before we go, is there anything you would like to promote? To promote, um, in, on the side of like musicals and plays, the play, um, the band goes wrong or the play goes wrong. I believe it is. I can't think of the title right away, but it was one of Google both, y'all. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. It's one of the more hilarious ones that I've seen because it's basically just um, these this small community college acting group. They put on a play and they just have no idea what they're doing whatsoever everything's falling apart like the ushers are actually actors and actresses looking, <laughs> looking for a dog and they're like they'll call someone up on stage and like they'll have to hold up falling props and like it'll, one will fall and they'll look at him it like, sounds perfectly chaotic it, exactly and, and just everything falls apart as it goes along it's definitely a must must watch must find have to do that um other than that just promoting summer let's get let's get to it let's have a good time nice um so if you do like us enough um the best way and easiest way to support us is to you know rate us five stars if you think we deserve five stars and comments um the more people they do that the more people will see us and the more people see us will the more people will uh, see the information and message of different music education programs we're working with and trying to support. Um, if you have any musical recommendations, comments, concerns, cocktail recommendations, you can email us at boozicals at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at boozicals. Um, I will be posting more fun Photoshop stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, also, if you have musicals and cocktails that go with the musicals, you should actually do that, too. Yeah, big fan. Big fan of all that. Um, So, yeah. Go team. Go team. Bye, y'all. And I think with that, we're done. Fiend. Ow! (laughs) I pushed her. See ya, everyone. (laughs) That was so rude. I I, I think we needed something. I I panicked. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.